Truck in the coop. Only time I'm going back and forth is for the juice. Yeah, it still got me in court, shit crazy. Only time I let a bitch record when I'm rain, I'm famous. But can't shit change me, nigga. A million dollar worth of gang, these niggas. I sold green, sold white, sold lyrics. Course, I watching the house play the piss. Okay. Money on my nightstand, jewelry on my nightstand. Aftermarket extend, though. I pray I don't gym. They say it's on sight, then I guess it's on sight. Then first couple of shows, the effing was my hype, man. Way before the PJ, I had a flight plan. Go with me, shake his hand, that's my right hand. A whole fucking home. Okay, here we go. Saturday, June 18th, 2022. How is everyone this week? It is BK here, another week in a row from beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Check out my Twitter for breaking news throughout the week at Bravo Kilo Actual and follow me on Instagram at BK Actual. Really quick, uh, you guys, as I come to you right now, it is Saturday afternoon, 1 11 p.m., getting started a little bit later than usual. I wanted to tell you about the articles that I've been writing. Yes, I've been writing for Veteran Television or Vet TV, as many of you know. Um, the blog they have with my articles is so new that it's not even indexed by Google yet. So even if you type in like Vet TV blog, it won't even show up. So uh, I will be putting the links up on my Instagram stories and Twitter. Uh, so far, I've got a couple up. Everything from I talked about the Fat Leonard trial, the long-running Navy scandal uh, in San Diego. Uh, I talked about how we're building a uh, U.S. destroyer and we're going to name it after a great American who ate whipped cream out of a stripper's snatch in front of hundreds of people at Tailhook. And I wrote about the war in Ukraine and the new technologies that we're seeing over there. So a variety of topics, and I hope you will check it out. So let's go ahead and get started. And let's go to Afghanistan. That's right, the anus of the world, where several have been killed in militant attacks on a Sikh temple. Uh, they basically, the militants, stormed the temple in Kabul, on Saturday, left uh, several people dead, others wounded. This uh, was just breaking this morning. And now we're once again worrying about this new Taliban government and whether they're interested in even protecting these religious minorities from uh, violence that's been happening by these extremist groups. So this particular assault lasted over an hour, and it was the first to target the country's Sikh community since the Taliban seized power last August. Uh, this is the latest in a series of attacks that have, since April have killed over 100 people, predominantly civilians among the country's Shiite and Sufi minorities. Uh, a Interior Ministry spokesman said that one Taliban security member involved in stopping the assault was killed, as well as one civilian. He said that seven other people were injured. Um, however, a doctor from a nearby military hospital who remained anonymous said that the hospital had received the bodies of six worshipers killed at the temple. Apparently, this particular attack began about 6.30 a.m. Kabul time when a group of armed men threw a grenade at a guard outside the temple in a neighborhood of Kabul. And then uh, men rushed inside where there were about 25 people gathered to worship. And then a car bomb the target of which did appear to be the same temple, was also detonated nearby. Uh, the Taliban government condemned the attack and pledged to provide justice for the victims. Um, the government put out on Twitter 
specifically a Taliban spokesman, Zabahullah Mujahid. He wrote uh, that the government, quote, expresses its condolences to the families of the victims and assures that serious measures will be taken to identify and punish the perpetrators of this crime, end quote. He sounds just like that, guys. I don't know what you want from me. Now, no group has yet claimed responsibility for this attack, but it follows a trend of similar attacks carried out in recent months by the Islamic State affiliate in Afghanistan, otherwise known as ISIS-K. That would be Islamic State Khorasan. And basically, they're put, the ISIS wants to push back on the Taliban's claim that, no, 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 we've, we've kicked the shit out of ISIS. They're no longer a threat in this country. Uh, this year, by the way, the United Nations have also warned that terrorist groups had been enjoying more freedom in Afghanistan since the Taliban seized power than any time in recent history. And another recent report by a UN panel warned that the Taliban officials had been maintaining close ties to al-Qaeda. Uh, in case you were wondering, there were once hundreds of thousands of Hindus and Sikhs in the country, and now they think there are only a few hundred left. And now they're worried that this latest attack will basically cause them all to flee, thus extinguishing the long history of Sikhs in Afghanistan. Keep an eye on it. Let's go to Saudi Arabia, where authorities in Saudi Arabia have been seizing rainbow-colored toys and children's clothing which they claim encourages homosexuality, according to State TV. The State TV, which I believe is called Al-Ekbaria, showed Commerce Ministry officials removing a range of items from shops in the capital of Riyadh. And uh, they included hair clips, poppets, I don't know what that is, T-shirts, hats, and pencil cases. One official said the items, quote, contradict the Islamic faith and public morals and promote homosexual colors targeting the younger generation, end quote. Now, you might think that he sounds a little bit like the Taliban spokesman. I assure you there are plenty of subtle differences there. As you know, all impressions are spot on. Uh, shops found to be selling these items would face legal penalties. And they're not the only one. In December, authorities in neighboring Qatar announced that they had confiscated rainbow-colored toys from their shops for bearing slogans that go against Islamic values. Now, Saudi Arabia, which is ruled by Sunni Muslims, has no laws regarding sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, but... Sexual relations outside of marriage, including homosexual sex, are strictly prohibited. And under their interpretation of Islamic law, consensual same-sex sexual conduct is punishable by death or flogging. Further, it is also illegal for men to, quote, behave like women, end quote, or wear women's clothes, or vice versa, and for anyone to carry out online activity impinging on, quote, public order, religious values, public morals, and privacy, end quote. Uh, one recent pop culture issue here was in April, where cinemas in Saudi Arabia did not screen the film Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness after Disney refused a, quest, a request from Saudi authorities to cut what they called, quote, LGBTQ references, end quote. And a source close to Disney 
told the AFP news agency on Tuesday that its new animated film, Lightyear, which features a same-sex kiss and full penetration, had also been banned in Saudi Arabia. No, I'm, just, I'm kidding about the, the full penetration, but there was a same-sex kiss in uh, Lightyear. Uh, yeah, full penetration. How, uh, I mean, I'm laughing. How much longer is it going to be? That'd be great. We saw a fucking old Buzz just bent over, grunting. Somebody's wailing away behind him. Oh, God. What's the matter with people? Okay, let's keep going. Uh, let's talk about this Chinese telescope. Did we find aliens? Hmm. Sadly, probably not. Let's uh, talk in here, though. Basically, here's what happened. Um, I'm, I'm uh, reminded of this because of something called Project Cyclops. That was a 253 book titled year, 50 years ago by NASA. And it summarized the results of a NASA workshop on how to detect alien civilizations. At the time, they said what was needed was a huge array of radio telescopes with as many as 1,100 diameter antennas. And they said, the astronomers said at the time, this could detect alien signals from as far away as 1,000 light years off. Pretty amazing. Like, these guys knew this shit, like, a long time ago. So, word flashed around the world. You guys probably all saw the headlines. A Chinese astronomers this week had detected a radio signal that had the characteristics of being from an extraterrestrial civilization. Specifically, because it had a very narrow bandwidth at a frequency of 140.604 megahertz, which is a precision that nature does not usually achieve on its own. And it was claimed that they had made the detection using a giant new telescope called the 500-meter Aperture Spherical Radio Telescope, or FAST. The telescope was pointed in the direction of an exoplanet named Kepler-438b, a rocky planet about one and a half times the size of Earth that orbits in the so-called habitable zone of Kepler-438, which is a red dwarf star hundreds of light years from here. It's in the constellation of uh, Lyra, if you guys know your astronomy. That uh, exoplanet has an estimated surface temperature of 37 degrees Fahrenheit, making it a candidate to harbor life. And then eyebrows were raised because an article in the state-run newspaper Science and Technology Daily reporting the discovery quickly vanished. Uh, so... They, uh, what, what they, they did quote a chief scientist of China ET Civilization Research Group as saying, quote, the possibility that the suspicious signal is some kind of radio interference is also very high and needs to be further confirmed or ruled out, end quote. Uh, a, a more blunt American at the University of California, Berkeley, who um, is named Dan Wertheimer, uh, wrote in an email to the New York Times, quote, these signals are from radio interference. They're due to radio pollution from Earthlings, not from ET, end quote. Oh, thanks, fucking Worthamer, for that fucking cold water bath. But uh, this has kind of uh, become a pattern here because for half a century, uh, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, acronymed as SETI, has been, a, you know, has been going through this. They find signals. And they're like, oh, shit, E.T. And then they track them down to an orbiting satellite or a microwave oven or uh, something like that. 
one guy said he pointed a radio telescope at a pair of stars in 1960. He thought he had a signal, only to find out that that signal was a stray radar. Uh, so, yeah, it appears that uh, this did not happen, unfortunately, because, damn, I want the aliens to come. I, it's the only reason I'm still here, you guys, is because I'm waiting for the aliens to come. China's the fast telescope I mentioned earlier. It's also nicknamed Sky Eye. It was built in 2016, partly with SETI in mind. And uh, the antenna itself occupies a sinkhole in southwest China. I'm looking at a picture right now. Yeah, it is freaking huge. Um, <clears throat> but yes, they are uh, really excited about it. And they do think that um, this is the way that we're going to discover anything out there and if anything is out there. And they think they're just going to be built more of these telescopes. And if you guys remember those antenna, remember the um, the one that collapsed in Puerto Rico in December of 2020? Remember that was all over social media? That was similar. That big dish that we all saw like fall apart. Yeah, that was the Arecibo radio telescope. If you want to Google that video, it's pretty cool. And they're probably going to build many more of these and there's going to be many more false alarms. So let's hope they're out there or not. Depends on what you think. You know, I'm reminded of that famous quote. I can't remember. Some author wrote it. He said, either we are alone in the universe or we are not. Each of those is extremely terrifying. You know what I mean? And, and, and I totally agree with that. Let's go to Africa and the Democratic Republic of Congo. They have shut their border with Rwanda yesterday, Friday afternoon, after one of their soldiers were killed after he injured two police officers while reportedly inside Rwandan territory. And this is just um, adding fuel to the tensions that possibly might lead to war in Africa's Great Lakes region. That closure came hours after Rwanda's Minister of Defense announced that a Congolese soldier that morning had opened fire and wounded two security forces at the country's border. A Rwandan police officer shot back in self-defense and killed the Congolese soldier 25 meters inside Rwandan territory. In case you didn't know, relations between the two countries have soured in recent weeks because Congo is accusing Rwanda of supporting a rebel group that it is battling in its mineral-rich eastern regions. Uh, yes, mineral-rich indeed. However, there's the small problematic wrinkle of many, many bandit-slash-rebel-slash-terrorist groups also in the area. That region has already endured years of violence, corruption, insurgencies. Uh, the escalation of violence has led to accusations of cross-border attacks and the kidnapping of soldiers from Rwanda, along with protests and reports of hate speech against speakers of the official language of Rwanda. What is, guys, pop quiz, what is the official language of Rwanda? It is Kenyarwanda. <laughs> I can't believe you guys didn't know that. Jesus, savages. Uh, you've, you may have heard this term before, the, the M23, the rebel group. They've been around there for years. They've been fighting fucking in Congo for a long time. There's a couple of good documentaries on Congo. Uh, if you get, if you, oh, there's a really good one called This Is Congo. And I believe they mentioned the M23 movement in that. And that's really super graphic. And there's like bodies burnt and shit like that. So if you can find that online, I highly recommend it. The rebel group there 
is consisted mostly of Tutsis, the same ethnic group as President Paul Kagame of Rwanda. And uh, the fighting has intensified this week, and uh, Rwanda has denied backing the offensive, but that did not stop Congolese officials from suspending bilateral agreements with Rwanda. Now, Rwanda... I'm sorry, Congo says Rwanda wants to... uh, Occupy their land because their land is rich in gold, coltan, and cobalt. I don't know what coltan is. I've never heard of that one. I've heard of the other two. And he, Congo's president, Felix Tshisekedi, said, quote, This is an economic war for the battle of resources fought by Rwanda's terrorist gangs, end quote. Their relationship, Rwanda and Congo, had been actually getting better, but then it started melting down after Congo allowed Uganda and Burundi to help pursue rebels into its territory late last year. And they didn't care for it. And there's protests going on. There's diplomatic standoffs now going on. There's people out in the street. And uh, the... People are not happy. One guy, a spokesman for the military governor of North Kivu province in Congo, named General Sylvain Akenge, told demonstrators, quote, Rwanda does not like us. We are not afraid of it, and we will fight. If it wants war, it will have war. End quote. Firing up the troops. Yeah, By the way, this comes as Rwanda prepares to host the biannual Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting starting Monday, which will bring together leaders from the association's 54 member states. Oh, and by the way, they are also prepared as Rwanda to receive asylum seekers deported from Britain. That, uh, I think I have a tab on that, but that was, uh, that was actually halted by a court uh, last week. And I'll have to check. I think now they have resumed it, but there were some hiccups on that. What was that? I can't. I remember talking about that, but I remember it was originally halted like a week ago by the European Court of Human Rights. And they basically said, no, you can't do that. Uh, and God, this is unbelievable. You know, they they wanted to do they And, and, and hey, I, I'm all about removing illegal immigrants, obviously. But they chartered an aircraft the Brits did because they wanted to deport these people to Rwanda. They charged an aircraft. The aircraft cost 500,000 British pounds just for one friggin' flight. Are you kidding me? God. Now remember, Britain is no longer a member of the European Union, by the way, but it is a member of the Council of Europe. Um, so there, that being said, they will accept judgments from the European Court of Human Rights. What, uh, why were they, I remember covering this story a ways back and here we go. The British government announced last April, they had reached a deal with Rwanda that would allow the processing and settling of asylum seekers in the African country. In return, Britain would pay Rwanda 120 million pounds, uh, the currency for economic development programs. Uh, so of course everybody lost their shit. Why? Why do people fucking bitch? And I don't understand it. But these people that you, they're illegal in your country, you send them back where they came from, and then they uh, they freak out. I mean, you have like white liberals climbing on planes and shit, and chaining themselves and screaming. And like, really, dude, is that how you want to spend your day? Yeah. What? I wonder if they already gave them the hundred and twenty million pounds. Hmm. Not sure. So. We'll watch that one. Uh, Guys, I'm going to break from international news 
quickly to come back here because I know a lot of you are very concerned with what's going on financially. I know, I, I mean, it's been ugly. I know a lot of you guys have investments, as do I. Uh, I've taken quite a, a hit, for sure. I mean, six figures, for sure, on paper. It's all paper, so it doesn't matter, really. But uh, it's been ugly out there. The uh, S&P has had its worst week since March of 2020, which was, you remember that, the first week of the pandemic. And uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was brutal. So let's uh, quickly go through it here. Uh, the the S&P finished the week with a loss of 5.8%. That is its 10th decline in the past 11 weeks. We've, they've only had one positive week in fucking 11 weeks. Crazy. They say the selling was fueled by persistently high inflation. That erodes people's spending power so they can't save money. And it puts a dent in corporate profits. Uh, and it also uh, doesn't help that the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates because that makes it more costly to borrow when you buy a house. I think I told you the other week they're saying it adds uh, the interest rate hike has added an extra hundred thousand dollars in payments that you're going to have to make to a house over its life over the life of a thirty-year mortgage. So, like, it, you know, it's funny. On one hand, they're like, "Oh, this is good because housing prices are coming down because it's more expensive to borrow money," but yeah, the, the price is coming down, but you're paying more in the interest rate over the life of the mortgage, so it's kind of a wash. So uh, it's it's been tough. And uh, the S&P officially entered a bear market on Monday, dropping nearly 22% from its January peak. Remember, they define a bear market by dropping 20% from a recent peak. So... Yeah, it's uh, not great out there. What else? Let's talk about one positive sector. Of There are 11 sectors in the S&P 500. If you guys don't, so they break, they, they class stocks into one of 11 sectors. Like oil is in the energy sector. AT&T is in the telecom sector, stuff like that. So... Two sectors are down 30% alone. The lone exception, you guys know this. What is, what is the lone exception? What, what is the one sector that is positive for the year? I already told you, Hint. It is energy. The energy sector as a whole is up nearly 31% this year. Uh, let's take a look at a few other sectors. So as I said, energy is up 31%. Uh, a few stocks within the energy sector. Chevron is up 26% since January. ExxonMobil is more than 42% higher. I think I put on my Instagram stories at BK Actual that uh, ExxonMobil hit an all-time high recently, which is, I mean, ExxonMobil has been around a long time. Uh, consumer discretionary sector, that is down 33%. Who does that include? Uh, basically, companies that sell non-essential goods. In other words, the consumer has the discretion whether they want to use them or not. So like Chipotle, down 28%. Starbucks, down 38%. Amazon is down 36%. How about the real estate sector? They are down 25%, probably because, again, as I said, mortgage rates have gone to their highest level since 2008. Uh, a couple mortgage companies, Compass and Redfin, they're laying off uh, people, and demand for homes has weakened. Uh, tech, the tech sector, the darling of the pandemic, right? Well, so far year to date, that's down 28%. Apple, 
Apple is down 25% this year. Alphabet, parent company of Google, is down 25% this year. Meta, which, yes, I did buy into, sadly, in their big drop. They're down 51%. Meta is Facebook's parent company, by the way. Even Microsoft, down over 26% since January. And one more sector to look at, consumer staples. Uh, those are basic, like what you get, eggs, milk, shit like that. Uh, Kroger, the grocer, is actually about uh, is, up, is up 2% this year, and Coca-Cola is up 1%. Walmart, I do own Walmart, they are down 18% this year. So yeah, it's a fucking bloodbath out there, basically. But, uh, you know, if you uh, are well-diversified, again, well-diversified portfolio, you should be, if you're a... If you invest your own stocks, you should definitely have stocks in all 11 sectors. And then, you know, some other shit like gold, Bitcoin. We'll talk about that in a minute. But you should have stocks in every center. And you should definitely have stocks that have dividend payments. Because when the stock crashes, if it goes down like 35%, well, you'll get a dividend payment automatically reinvested at that new low stock price. So when the stock does come back, you're going to make some money. So that's always good. All right. And... Let's uh, just do a few more stuff about the inflation. Inflation is expected to remain high through the year. Uh, it has not been easy. I know people are hurting out there. It's it's no joke. Like, I'm watching where I fucking drive, you know, especially the goddamn V8. I mean, every time I get a half a tank of gas, it's 60 fucking dollars, you know? So, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm kind of hunkering down here at the beach and trying not to drive. And I do think about like, well, can I really afford to drive to, you know, Los Angeles and back, you know, for like just to go out for a night? And it's rough. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been pretty, it's been pretty bad. Uh, credit card balances are rising towards a record high. Subprime mortgage rate borrowers are increasingly falling behind on payments um, on things, everything from mortgages to uh, car loans because they do have subprime car loans. And it's not easy at all. And uh, I, I thought I thought this would be kind of uh, useful just, just for you. And I know, and it's no shame in it. Uh, I, I like to explain things, and I like to explain things to myself so I reiterate what I know and don't know. But what is inflation? Well, the definition of inflation is a loss of purchasing power over time. It basically means your dollar is not going to go as far tomorrow as it did today because things are uh, more expensive. And inflation, the way we use it, we use it in the annual change in prices for what they call a basket of goods and services. Uh, so and and they'll take things like they'll take like you know eggs, milk, shit like that, and they'll and they'll calculate and they. And they add up all the costs of those things in that basket, and they compare it that price of the whole basket to the price of the basket the next year. And that's a good way to measure inflation. One of them is called, one of these measures is the consumer price index. That measures the cost of things that you buy out of pocket. The other one, the other major one, is the personal consumption expenditures index. And that measures things that people consume including things they do not pay for directly, including health care and things like that. So that's just kind of what inflation is. Now, what causes it? Well, it can be the result of a hot economy. Um, if consumers are buying goods and services fast enough or if they have a lot of credit and they want to spend, businesses may need to raise prices because they don't have enough supply. 
Uh, but inflation can and does rise and fall based on developments that have don't have much to do with economic conditions, such as um, if you don't produce enough oil, it can make gas more expensive. Supply chain problems can you know push up prices. We've had both of those. And then the coronavirus was a wrinkle that really nobody saw coming, and that caused factories to shut down, shipping routes to be delayed or clog up, um, and, and everything else. So where is it headed? Well, fucking nobody knows. You know, because economists are notoriously, like, wrong all the time. Because it's kind of like, it, it's at the end of the day, it's almost like a guessing game. But the uh, aforementioned two indexes I mentioned earlier, the CPI rose by 6.8%. And the uh, personal consumption expenditures, that's also known as the PCE, rose at 5.7%. And that is basically both from a year earlier. That is the fastest pace since 1982 for both indices. So there you have it. Just thought that would be useful for you. Now, as far as crypto, dude, I mean, I know a lot of you. I do. I know a lot of you went fucking all in on crypto because you saw the dudes on social media saying I made a billion dollars in cum rocket and you ran out and you mortgaged your house or you sold your car and you dumped everything into crypto. All against, very much against my advice, by the way. But I know you did. And those guys are fucking on the edge of the rooftop right now <clears throat> thinking about taking a swan dive. I, I do. I personally have a friend who uh, he's doing okay because he's got a good job, but he, he made a shitload of money and lost it all basically in crypto. But at least he had the money, you know? So uh, it's, it's been a bloodbath. Uh, Bitcoin went below $20,000 per coin for the first time since late 2020. I checked it right before I started the podcast. It is now I'm under $18,600 per Bitcoin. And it, this has taken place over the last several months. And I'm using Bitcoin as a stand because Bitcoin is like um, the most probably well-respected, I guess, is a phrase you could use of most of the cryptos. It's considered the stable ones, you know, because there's supposedly only a finite limit of Bitcoin, etc. I kind of talked about that a couple weeks ago and I talked about the collapse of those uh, cryptocurrencies, which were supposed to be pegged to the U.S. dollar and therefore called stable coins. Like they weren't supposed to fluctuate up and down. And then one of them promptly <laughs> went down like 99%. Yeah. So from March 2020, onset of the pandemic to November 2021, the price of a single Bitcoin rose 12-fold to $64,000. Yep. It's very, very complicated. And a lot of people, including like Warren Buffett, you know, people make fun of him. He's out of touch. But at the end of the day, Warren Buffett has a billion dollars and fucking what do you have? You've got fucking Dogecoin and cum rocket. So I know it's easy to make fun of that. But uh, it, this has become like a religious cult. And I'm, and I'm not anti-Bitcoin. I've told you before, I have a little Bitcoin. I have a little bit of Ethereum, but only a little bit because I never did trust it. it because... Like many things, uh, and as Buffett has said famously, Bitcoin doesn't produce anything. You know, it just sits there. And he and and for and he's consistent. B uh, Buffett also does not like gold because he says the same thing about gold. He's like, okay, you have a gold coin. Well, it just sits there, it doesn't do anything. Whereas if you buy a share 
of stock in Walmart, Apple, ExxonMobil. You're buying shares of stock in a company that is producing a product and then selling that product and making revenue. So it's not easy. And Bitcoin was supposed to transform the way the people do these transactions, you know, the blockchain, which is the decentralized network of computers that log each transaction on a permanent record. Those records were attractive to people because they cannot be changed or controlled by anyone, even including governments. And it was supposed to be sort of semi-unhackable, but we've seen that's not true. Uh, but yeah, this is affecting very much corporations as well. They used to make fun of Bitcoin, but uh, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, they offered plans to have wealthy customers have access to crypto. Square, you know, the payment company, that uh, the little square that they put on the iPad and you swipe your credit card, they bought $50 million of Bitcoin and changed their name to Block because they wanted to signify their work with the blockchain technology. And then Coinbase, the cryptocurrency exchange, went public. They had an IPO at an $85 billion valuation. Bitcoin topped $60,000 on that announcement. And then El Salvador famously announced that they would become the first country to classify Bitcoin as legal tender. And everybody thought this was cool. You know? And then, and, and, and along that, just a side note, the NFT scam was going on. I never bought in the NFT thing. I know some people make money on it. I don't know what... I don't know how they do it. But fine. You made money on it. Doesn't mean I'm going to buy it. But yeah, Terra USD, one of the stable coins, Celsius, an experimental crypto bank, both completely collapsed. That wiped out billions of dollars in value. And and if I and when I'm reading Twitter, I just see the true believers just going. And I put out a tweet about it, and I see the true believers going, "Great time to buy." Great. I'm like, "Oh, crypto's down fucking seventy percent. Great time to buy." Maybe you're right, dude. I'm just saying. I'm not, uh, you know, pulling in the contractor blood money anymore. And I don't have that much disposable income, which is why you got to go to patreon.com, search for BK Actual in the search box. <laughs> Hit up that Patreon. You guys have been doing good lately. I really appreciate it. Uh, so, yes, uh, they did analyze Bitcoin wallets, and they say about half of Bitcoin wallets were still sitting on profits. And 61% of the addresses of the Bitcoin wallets had not sold in the last 12 months. So people are holding their shit. That was according to an analysis by the Columbia Business School. Uh, yeah, and Bitcoin, you know, it's used by criminals. China's cracking down on it. Where is it going to go? Nobody fucking knows. Maybe I will buy a little bit more. I don't know. And uh, crypto companies have been, you know, laying off staff. These are real jobs, real salaries that are fucking disappearing. Uh, Coinbase said that they were cutting 18% of their employees. And I hope this isn't too dry for you guys. And I know I talk about crypto a lot and I'm not trying to bash. I'm just fascinated with it because I'm, I don't know if it's a complete fucking scam or if it is the future and I'm just too dumb and too primitive to see it. I, I really don't know. I try to keep an open mind, but what I've seen what I will tell you, in my opinion, it's certainly not a currency. Don't tell me it's a currency because nobody uses Bitcoin to buy anything hardly. Like that's like less than 1% of transactions are used to buy something else. Most of Bitcoin is buying or selling other Bitcoin or other cryptos. And um, so I don't, and, and a regular currency, by the way, does not fucking fluctuate by like 50% in a couple months. It just doesn't. So that's my spiel on it. I'm very fascinated by it. And, um, 
again, I'm not, I'm not hating on it completely, but it's, it's alarming. So all that being said, a hard times. I do have, I, I do have a couple uh, of clips here because, you know, between the inflation and the gas and uh, everything else, the uh, doofuses in the Biden administration, just like, I, they're like fucking clueless, dude. Gas is setting records like days and days in a row. So I thought I'd play a few clips. Here's um here uh, here's a clip from that uh, fucking new press secretary, that dope, the uh, spokesman, Jean Pierre. Um, she's being asked about, you know, remember Joe Biden came to office. He was famously like, "Yeah, we're ending fossil fuels. No more fossil fuels." So let's listen to this exchange with her. More here in the U.S. though. We, because we don't need to do that. What we need them to do is, with the oil that's out there, we need the to, them to refine that oil so that we, so that prices, so that the capacity could go up and then prices would go down, okay. inherently go down. And so I know the president once said that he was going to end fossil fuel. Is that now off the table? No, we are going to continue uh, to move forward with our uh, clean energy uh, proposal, our climate change uh, and, and so proposal. Okay, there you go. So, no, we're not going to do anything. Remember all the time? Remember, and stupid Joe Biden wrote that letter to the oil companies. They're like, dude, what do you want us to fucking do? I'm glad she mentioned refineries because, well, actually, before I get to that point, let me uh, play the second clip by the same chick. Now we we want to focus on the oil refinery, which is why we put out the letter um, uh, uh, today or yesterday. I'm losing my, my t- track of time. And so we see that as an important first step. Uh, in making sure that the oil refineries are doing their their part, again, patriotic duty, in making sure that they're putting out capacity and they're not uh, taking advantage of a, t- uh, of, of a war uh, that is hurting the American public. You believe these for patriotic duty? I have a patriotic duty. Why don't you fucking get rid of the federal gas tax then? There's a patriotic duty. Oh, no, we're, they're, they're definitely not going to do that. The fucking oil refinery thing. Okay, I read a long article about this, and I've read several just so I know they weren't biased towards the oil companies. First of all, U.S. oil refining capacity is at or near capacity. They are refining as much as they fucking possibly can, okay? So to say they're not doing any... There's nothing they can do. And furthermore, we have not built new oil refineries in this country. Like, the vast majority of them were built decades ago. And they're still chugging out the one in fucking Long Beach. You know, if you drive by the I-5 North towards L.A., you'll see it off to the left, the huge American flag on it. That thing's been there for fucking decades. Where I asked a couple weeks ago, I was like, if Joe, Joe Biden's busy fucking issuing executive orders on solar power, why don't you fucking wave that big old presidential dick and build some goddamn oil refineries? There's some jobs, union jobs. Do whatever you got to build. Some, dude, you guys... I've said it again. I love the electric cars. I love the concept of green energy. It's not good enough. We need the shit now. Not fucking 40 years from now. And other and I also read, I was listening to this chick who's explaining, she was talking about the oil refineries. She's like, listen, the thing is refining oil is a very regional task because oil is different wherever you get it. You know, the oil in Texas is not the same oil in California. Some oils are like very, uh, the viscosity is totally different. Some oils are like very thick and sludgy and some oils are like more watery and some oil has more sand in it and some oils don't. And these refineries are usually set up to take care of one particular type of oil, usually in that region, or have the equipment maybe for several types of oil, but not all of them. 
You know what I'm saying? So you can't just automatically say, hey, there's a refinery up the road. Let's take this oil and go there because they might not be set up to refine it. Now, they could switch their shit around to do it, I'm sure, but that would probably take a long time. Bottom line is you need more infrastructure. Aren't they always, aren't the fucking libs always talking about like union jobs and infrastructure? Oh, except for this though. I forgot. And then I saved this fucking dope for the last. John Kerry, this fucking, this imbecile who married into money. And now he's, he goes around the country on a, he goes around the world on a private jet now, uh, lecturing people on climate change and saying, no, you don't need any oil. Listen to this fucking schmuck. And energy security worry is driving a lot of the thoughts now about, oh, we need more drilling of gas. We need more drilling of this. We need to go back to coal. No, we don't. We absolutely don't. And we have to prevent a false narrative from entering into this or, again, uh, pun intended, we are cooked. You know, I'd love to fucking see the stupid woman at the forum, whatever he was at. I'd love to see her interject there and go, uh, Mr. Kerry, you're a government employee. You have a government paycheck practically guaranteed. You have a billionaire wife, or at least a multi-hundred millionaire wife. You live a very comfortable existence. And, fucko, you just got off your private jet, which is gas-guzzling and spewing greenhouse gases all over the place, to come to this conference, and you do that many, many times a year. So don't you think you... Telling some fucking waitress with two kids who has to drive to work to support her family that she doesn't need cheap oil and we don't need more energy for her. No, we're not going to. Don't you think that's a fucking little condescending and elitist, you giant fucking big headed prick? See, that's why I should be hosting all these meetings. By the way, I've seen John Kerry in person at the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. Fucking head is the size of a horse's. I shit you not, dude. Giant friggin' head. Okay, that's enough on energy. Let's keep going. Um, quick, let's just do a quick COVID update since I didn't do one last week. I have been skipping them lately, if you couldn't tell. Uh, the uh, total U.S. cases, total reported 86,097,698. 86 the 14-day change, this is a new one, is flat. Has not moved. It actually says flat. Total reported deaths in the United States, 1,009,847. The 14-day change is up 20%. More than 100,000 cases are currently announced each day in the U.S. Cases are declining in roughly half the states. Um, in the South and West, cases and hospitalizations are increasing substantially, uh, particularly in Arkansas, Kentucky, and Wyoming. Uh, yeah, so... Do I really want to even get into the rest of it? Uh, let's just do... Let me sc scan down the live update. And Oh, well, the big one is the CDC is recommending now two COVID vaccines for very young children. Scientific advisors of the Center for Disease Control and Prevention unanimously, of course, decided the benefits outweigh the risks for children under five, despite some reservations about thin data on efficacy. <laughs> let me translate for you. Well, you know what? We don't fucking really know if this thing even works, but what the hell? We know that we'll get beat up on Twitter if we say maybe they shouldn't take this. So, yeah, we're going to sign off on it. That's the fucking translation. There you go. They have author not authorized the Moderna vaccine for children's ages six months through five years and the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine for children ages six months through four years. 
even though these kids are more likely to die in a swimming pool than get coronavirus, have a serious reaction to coronavirus. So this is, here's a great quote. The New York Times, of course, is all about this. And uh, they quote a father of two daughters, age one and four, named Brendan Keneally in uh, Minnesota. And he said, quote, I just got goosebumps, end quote. (laughs) He added that he was taking his girls in for shots promptly once he spoke to their pediatrician. What for, dude? Why? And I'm pro-vaccine, as you guys know. I've been pro-vaccine from the beginning. Remember way back at the beginning of the the pandemic? And I was like, dude, this is a culling of the herd. And the only way this is going to stop is if it runs its course or we get a vaccine. And, uh, yeah. But the kids do not. It's minuscule. The chances of a child dying of COVID, like only COVID, with no underlying symptoms, is practically non-existent. But... You know, I don't know. What else about, uh, just quickly, a couple related stories. Saudi Arabia is relaxing some COVID rules because they got the big Hajj coming up. Yeah, you remember they had to, they had to uh, cancel that? They are preparing to welcome roughly a million pilgrims for the annual Hajj season, which will be the most since the start of the pandemic, and they are citing their high vaccination rate. Uh, they basically in effect, canceled the Hajj in 2020. And in 2021, they allowed only 60,000 pilgrims living in Saudi Arabia to observe the rituals. So now they do expect 850,000 worshippers from overseas and 150,000 residents to begin arriving next month. They have been rising cases there to more than 1,000 cases a day, but nobody cares. And, And in Florida... Uh, they, they were they were making the news because Florida has now begun to allow pediatricians, children's hospitals, and other physicians to order coronavirus vaccines for the youngest children because uh, and that was kind of a reversal because all forty nine out of the fifty states had pre ordered the vaccines for kids anticipating they'd be authorized except for Florida. And uh, Florida did not allow health providers to pre-order the vaccines ahead of the federal government's June 14th deadline. As a result, no doses will be sent to doctor's offices in the state during the first wave of vaccine shipments. Okay, well, you know, Florida's been open the whole time, and everybody there has kind of seen it. Their kids, they, they never close their schools, so I don't anticipate the demand will be too high. Uh, yes. What else? Let's keep going here. And we're going to go. Oh, story update, you guys. Remember last week I told you about the Ryanair airline with the South African Afrikaans language tests that you could just Google translate on your phone and answer? Well, they have dropped that requirement uh, in case... Uh, yeah, because they that uh, they had that because there were so many, they claimed, Ryanair claimed that they had too many fake South African passports. So that's why they put out a test saying, hey, if you want to get on our planes, you have to pass a t- written test written in Afrikaans to prove your nationality. Uh, the policy was considered discriminatory. And uh, South Africans were angered by it, so they have dropped that. Very good. All right, what else? Uh, let's go to, oh, let's go to this one. Let's go to, let's go to Canada. The, 
let me see here. The Toronto mass killer has been sentenced under a shadow of a Supreme Court ruling. The Supreme Court of Canada ruled recently that even the worst offenders can seek parole after 25 years, declaring life sentences without parole to be unconstitutional. Wow. I kind of, you know, I would rather you just like, you know, put them on the gallows and be done with it if you were going to. Why, you know, forget about life life without parole. Just, then I have to pay for you the whole time? Yep. Um, so yes, and Canada has no death penalty, by the way. The last people executed in Canada were hanged in Toronto in 1962. The punishment was abolished in 1976. So Canada's Supreme Court uh, took a look at the existing legal uh, incarceration, which was multiple murders could be people who committed murder multiple times. In other words, could be sentenced to consecutive terms without the option of parole, stacking one life sentence upon another, essentially meaning that most offenders would die behind bars. They have imposed those sentences on a small number of inmates, all of them since 2011, but Canada's Supreme court changed that last month Ruling unanimously that the law was, quote, degrading, end quote. Oh, fuck you, man. And so they require a parole option after 25 years. And now that Toronto incel, the van attacker, uh, he uh, killed 10 people at the van and hurt 16 people, including one of them who died of injuries last year. You guys remember him? The incel? That would be Alec Manassian. Well... He, uh, his sentence is now amplified this debate over when and how to leave open the possibility of rehab. You know, this is the guy's a fucking nut. So the sentencing on Monday of the Toronto mass murder was one of the first cases to fall under this new high court uh, parole Ruling this, this I tell you guys, this article is a fucking coat hanger abortion. I'm like scrolling around. It's like, ju- wow, New York Times, bad miss here. Who wrote this? Two people, <laughs> two people wrote this article. It's so bad. You know that's why I use the New York Times, you guys, because normally their shit is very well written. This is brutal to try to figure out. It's jumping all over the place. You guys wouldn't notice. If I didn't interrupt to tell you because the steel trap mind is able to smoothly uh, jump from paragraph to paragraph, my eyes darting across the words, the steel trap mind deciphering all of the words as the words are coming out of my mouth. It's impossible for anybody else to do. It's impossible for lesser podcast hosts to do, obviously, but I am very smooth. So... The judge was uh, Justice Malloy, and she made a point of not naming the defendant. She also said her decision does not mean the killer will not still spend many years in prison. Hmm. How, though? Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, yes, the he was convicted, by the way, of 10 counts of first-degree murder. Her full name is Justice Anne Malloy. And so she sentenced him to life in prison, which means you can have parole after 25 years. So there, so he's, and he's pretty young. He's an incel dude. So he's pretty young. He's going to be a free man. Probably. What else? 
Let's go to some uh, politics. Let's start with the January 6th hearings <laughs> that nobody is watching. Did you guys see they tried talked about this last week a bit? Did you see they tried to put out like, oh, 19 people watched the January, the first day of the January 6th hearing. What a rating success. And, and then there's, everybody's like pointing out like, yeah, 19 million across nine friggin' channels. But they really thought nobody would check that. And now even less people care because now and then the weekend happened and now they're resuming him and only the real true believer fucking orange man bad people are into it and, and nobody cares. Like, And I keep putting out Twitter. They think this is a winner. And I'm like, you're delusional. Nobody cares about shit that happened a year and a half ago by a bunch of imbeciles who fucking punched the cops for a couple hours and then everybody went home. Yeah, and those people should be put in jail if you fought a police officer. You guys know how I feel about it. I'm not going to get into the whole thing. But nobody... It's over, dude. Let it fucking go. Nobody cares. Nobody cares when you can't afford gas or food. <laughs> like, that blows my mind. They are so oblivious. These fucking nut job political activists on Twitter. It's unbelievable. But anyway, the latest is uh, January 6th could start sharing... January 6th panel could start sharing their interview transcripts with the Justice Department as soon as July because uh, congressional Democrats are under pressure from federal prosecutors to share the interviews they've had after their series of public hearings concludes. So now all the uh, resistance nuts are like, oh, this, oh, the Justice Department is going to have them now. This will surely bring down the orange man. Yeah, they had planned to do it in September, release the documents, but now they want to just do it faster. The Justice Department sent the January 6th committee a two-page letter. Oh, they, I always love when they send them letters. They're still doing that in politics. They accused the panel of hampering the federal criminal investigation into the attack by refusing to share interview transcripts with prosecutors. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, so they said they're going to cooperate. The committee has conducted more than a thousand interviews. I believe the fucking waste of time on this Got all the people, almost everybody who did serious shit, like, you know, punch police officers and beat on people, have been like fucking locked up or are like sitting in DC, like with no bail, still awaiting trial like a year and a half later. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of just like it's like in Guantanamo. I am not a fan of keeping people locked up indefinitely without a charge. I'm just not. I don't care what you did. Charge them and execute them or put them in prison or whatever, convict them, do your thing, but fucking do it. It's un-American. Don't let people sit in confinement for a year without a trial, without charges. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, that's like fucking communist shit. Uh, let me see what else happened on January 6th. Uh, Trump was told, uh, that it was illegal to overturn the election. Still, he pressured Vice President Mike Pence to go along with a plan to overturn his election defeat even after he was told it was illegal. Uh, so his pressure campaign, uh, the January 6th committee claimed, led his supporters to storm the Capitol, sending Pence fleeing for his life as rioters demanded his execution. Well, I, I, even Rachel Maddow, that clip I played you on last week's podcast, Rachel Maddow said... Yeah, the rally, the Trump rally was a long way away from the Capitol. And and almost nobody from, you know, most people went to the rally and went home. Only a fucking small group of idiots uh, stormed the Capitol and fought the cops. 
So, yes, um, the uh, day began for Pence on January 6th with a heated phone call in which Mr. Trump berated him as a, quote, wimp, end quote, and questioned his manhood for resisting his order to obstruct the electoral count. That's fucking Trump. Oh, man, too funny. So that's it. It's The whole thing's boring to me, honestly. Uh, What else? Uh, As long as we're talking about politics... Did you see the late show with Stephen Colbert? Their production team was arrested at the U.S. Capitol. This is fantastic. Yeah, they were filming that Triumph the Comic Dog uh, shtick. They were filming for the CBS show, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And the Capitol Police said yesterday, Friday, they had arrested seven people in the hallway of the Capitol building on Thursday night at a time when the building was closed to visitors. The people had been told to leave the building earlier in the day. Uh, now they, they had been in the Capitol on Thursday with the production team and they had permits to be there to interview people because let me see if I can parse this out at the time of their arrest, the team had finished prearranged interviews with members of Congress and were filming quote, final comedy elements end quote, in the building's hallways for an upcoming segment on the late show. The seven people are being charged with unlawful entry. Wow. The U S attorney for DC said that more criminal charges may be filed? Wow. Uh, yes. It's funny. Tucker Carlson had a field day with this, apparently. <laughs> he said that Colbert's producers had, quote, committed insurrection, end quote, at the U.S. Capitol building. That's uh, uh, funny. Yeah, so we really don't know. The network declined to provide further information. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't know. It, and it is funny, though, as somebody pointed out on Twitter, uh, you know, the Capitol Police after the January 6th riot were held up as, like, you know, heroes, which they were. I mean, they fucking fought people off, greatly outnumbered some of those fucking nuts with pipes and shit beating them. And, and they, they, they should have been allowed it. But now the liberals have turned on them with the fury because they arrested some fucking stupid late show producing producers. Have you guys ever watched his show? I've never watched. I've, I've watched a few clips it's all Trump. It's all politics. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm like, who watches this shit? What else? Let's keep going with some politics, though. There's a couple others. Let's talk about Herschel Walker. I haven't talked about him yet. <laughs> this guy. Herschel Walker, the famous former football player, of course. He's the Republican nominee for Senate in Georgia. Well, he says bizarre things sometimes. And then let's talk about the child thing, you know, Herschel Walker, he's a, uh, he's an African American Senate's uh, nominee in Georgia. He's been a longtime critic of absentee fathers, especially in black households. Uh, well, he, according to the New York times, he has acknowledged that he is the father of a second son. He had not previously mentioned publicly as well as an adult daughter who was born when he was in his early twenties. Uh, those revelations were reported separately this week about children that Walker has fathered but did not publicly disclose. The outlet reported on Tuesday about a 10-year-old son of Walker's with whom he is not in contact. And uh, and then this uh, adult daughter came about recently as well. So he, the campaign of Walker, 
shared a form that he'd filled out in 2018 in order for him to be appointed to former President Donald Trump's Council on Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition. It lists the names of four children. His 22-year-old son, Christian, who's fucking super flamboyantly gay. He's all over uh, Twitter. Christian, if you've seen Christian Walker on Twitter, he's funny. But he's, he's a big right-winger, which is funny as shit. Um, then he has a 10-year-old son, a 13-year-old uh, child, and an adult daughter. Um, so apparently he did not talk. I don't, I don't, I don't follow this. Mr. Walker said in a statement to the New York times, I have four children, three sons and a daughter. They're not quote undisclosed end quote. They're my kids. I support them all and love them all. The daily beast report about Walker's 10 year old son said that the child's mother had sued Walker a year after giving birth to obtain a declaration of paternity and child support. And he did take Walker's last name. So it's kind of unclear how involved Walker has been in his 13-year-old son and adult daughter's lives. So he's saying this is bullshit, it sounds like. Um, but he th- the thing with Walker is he says weird shit. He, Mary, he falsely claimed that he worked as a member of law enforcement in Georgia and with the FBI in Quantico. He talked about graduating from college. He did not graduate from college. Um, And then CNN reported that he even lied about whether he had lied about graduating from college. He claimed that he had graduated in the top 1% of his graduating class. It's just weird, dude. And then, and I know, I know he's getting beat up. And and the end of the day, you guys, none of this shit matters. The Republicans are going to vote for him no matter what he fucking says, because they don't want a lib. And the Democrats are going to vote against him no matter what he says because they don't want a conservative. So it doesn't, none of this shit matters. This doesn't change one vote. Nobody's going to read these stories and be like, oh, that's it. I was going to vote for Herschel Walker, but now, now forget it. Um, the New York Times has a story. I'm going to read the headline because I'm not, I don't have time to get into it. But it's, quote, the strange tale of Herschel Walker and the chicken empire that wasn't, end quote. That's great. They uh, basically, he says that the food conglomerate ConAgra invited Walker to pitch recipes for breaded chicken and wanted to know his company's name. He said, I didn't have a company, but I stayed in a Renaissance hotel a couple of days before, so I named my company Renaissance Man Food Services, and they put it in my contract. But Walker had already been a partner in a business venture called Renaissance Man Incorporated, a failed effort begun five years earlier to sell health drinks in Walmart stores. Uh, that venture grew out of a friendship with the owner of a company with a remarkably similar name, Renaissance Manufacturing, a family-run textile business in South Carolina that traces its lineage back five generations. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's just... Uh, you know, this goes back to 1996. Skip Bayless, you guys, you guys know Skip Bayless on uh, Fox Sports. He actually wrote a profile of Walker in Sports Illustrated in 1996. And Skip Bayless in 1996 called Walker's statements, quote, a wacky maze of contradictions, end quote. Yeah, so uh, it's just it's just unnecessary, you know? It, you don't have to do this. Just come and they're going to dig it all up anyway. So, if you guys want, go read the whole thing. It's pretty funny. Uh, meanwhile, 
A couple other a combat vet won the Nevada House primary. Sam Peters, he's a retired Air Force major and bronze star uh, recipient. So he will be in there. Nevada might be going uh, red, they think, in this election cycle. We'll see. And then an Army veteran got a GOP nomination for a hotly contested Nevada House seat as well. That would be Mark Robertson. Um, he will face the Democratic incumbent in the general election November. So, yeah, we got a couple of veterans. And then the, probably the biggest earthquake was the Republicans flipping that Democratic-held House seat in South Texas near the border. Yes, Myra Flores, a respiratory care health aide. How about that? A working class. I love it. Yeah, she won a big victory. And um, she will be... The first Latina Republican from Texas in Congress. I also believe she'll be the first Mexican-born congressperson ever. So she defeated three opponents in the special election to replace former Rep. Philemon Vela, a Democrat. She captured more than 50% of the vote in Texas's 34 congressional district. Thus, she will avoid a runoff because she got more than 50%. Now, yes, this win may only be temporary. Because this was a special election to fill up the remainder of Vela's term. And then um, they are supposed to um, basically, they have to then in the general election decide who will become the permanent representative. And a different representative named Vicente Gonzalez is widely favored to win the race against Flores. But still... Yeah, she immigrated to the U.S. from Mexico as a young child. She's the wife of a Border Patrol agent. Her parents spent years working as migrant farm workers. And uh, she's she's campaigning on strict immigration enforcement. How about that? All right, and I have a clip about her race and what it all means from MSNBC, Maya Flores. Let's hear what they say about this race in South Texas. This speaks to a story we've been talking about since the 2020 election, specifically along the border, the Rio Grande Valley, South Texas. We have seen county after county, whether it's in this district or some of the districts to the west of it, where voters have moved 10, 20, 30, 40 points away from the Democrats and toward the Republicans. This district that Myra Flores won last night, Barack Obama got more than 60% of the vote here when he last ran in 2012. Hillary Clinton won this district by 22 points. It's shifted that dramatically. Joe Biden carried it by four in 2020. And now in a special election, a Republican candidate has won it outright. We've seen shifts like this throughout South Texas. This, by the way, is the second most heavily Hispanic congressional district in the United States. We've talked about the potential shift among Hispanic voters. We certainly saw it in 2020. The question is, Ben, would we see it in 2022? I think this result we got from Texas 34 last night definitely underscores the Hispanic vote could be up for grabs this fall in ways we haven't seen in a long time. Wow, what do you mean? You you mean they don't care about January 6th, which is very scary? No, they don't. Latinxes, as I wrote on Twitter, Latinxes pay for gas and baby la formula too. You know that, right? I know it's Latinx, but to enrage libs, I always pretend to I always pretend to not know and say, "Oh yes, my best friend is a Latinx," just to see the look on their faces. But yeah, the the, the, the National Party is obsessed with Trump, January sixth, fucking uh, Twitter and uh, 
drag queens and like nobody cares dude i'm giving you free advice i swear to god libs democrats i'm telling you i'm giving you free advice on how to win nobody gives a fuck whatever you're talking about they just don't as a matter of fact uh van jones on cnn put it perfectly and i will say van jones is a big he's the black uh, dude who's uh you know got the shaved head he's a cnn commentator and to his credit, he does. He's a he's a lib, and all that textbook pedigree, all that. But he he does occasionally say intelligent things, especially about working class Democrats, because he's one of these guys to be to be like, hey, Democrats used to be the party of the working class, and Republicans the party of the wealthy, and those roles have almost completely flipped. Let's listen to what Jan, uh, Van Jones says in this clip on CNN. A party of the very high and the very low. Uh, if you could pull out the working class. You've got people who are very well-educated and very well-off. Those people talk funny. Latinx, I've never met a Latinx. I've never met a BIPOC. I've never met, you know, all this, this weird stuff that these highly educated people say is bizarre. Nobody talks that way at the barbershop, the nail salon, uh, the, 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 uh, the grocery store, uh, the community center. But that's how we talk now. So that's weird. And then the people who are very low down on the economic ladder need a bunch of stuff. You wind up over-promising, oh, we got to give you reparations. To, to people at the bottom of the economic ladder, talking weird to appeal to people at the top of the economic ladder, and the working class walks away from you. That is the danger we're facing. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely right. And I didn't even notice he was going to talk about Latinx. BIPOC, in case you didn't know, is black, indigenous, people of color. Because uh, it's people of color is not inclusive enough uh, anymore. Nothing is ever... You guys, you'll never be woke enough. You'll never be inclusive enough. Look at the fucking uh, gay pride flag. Perfect example. The rainbow is supposed to symbolize everything. And then they had to put in a black and brown stripe for the black and indigenous. And then they had to put in the fucking trans part. And now there's some, now there's like a circle in there. Somebody told me it's for like two spirit or some shit. I don't know. But that's my point. Look at it. The rainbow, a rainbow is supposed to symbolize like everyone, every single color. Yeah. Never good enough. What else? Let's go to, uh, I don't know. Let's try something amusing here for Christ's sakes. Let's go to, um, let's go to this one at the Walmart. That's right. Headline, couple engage in sex acts while Bazetta Walmart customers watch on TV. <laughs> Where the flying hell is Bazetta? Of course, my long gripe, they do not say. I believe it's, is it Ohio? Uh, I just thought I saw a flash of a Youngstown. I believe it. Yeah, I'm seeing another headline about saying Youngstown, and I know that's in Ohio. So I'm going with Ohio. Anyway, uh, this woman who has quite the butch haircut. Yeah, uh, let me see here. This, um, this chick, she's in the news. This actually happened back in May, but um, the woman involved skipped the public indecency court hearings. Now she's... Uh, been arrested again. But 40-year-old Miranda Hauk-Smith uh, was arrested. Officers were called to the Walmart on May 21st when employees reported that two people in a van were engaged in sexual activity while parked in the store's drive through pharmacy lane. The police report says as the, the woman was undressing and the man was fondling her, the activity was being picked up by a store's security camera both employees and store customers could see a monitor showing what was going on inside in the car. 
<sighs> the dude is 65, by the way. And she's 40. Fucking good on you, bro. I'm guessing she's a prostitute. She looks uh, pretty harsh. I'll say that. And then um, also, guys, exciting news. We had a near India rectal air compressor death. That's right. They tried to kill a woman. Mm-hmm. Colleagues of a woman worker have allegedly made an attempt to kill her by pumping air from a compressor into her anus at a knitting factory in Kalikare Upazila. The incident took place at the Nishantpura area early Saturday. The woman, this is all translated, obviously, from English, so it's, it's pretty rough. Uh, <clears throat> they write the following, quote, At present, the woman is undergoing treatment at Dhaka Medical College Hospital in a dying situation, end quote. The people of the factory brought her in. The reason behind the incident is not yet known, but yes, apparently uh, her colleagues grabbed her, tried to jam the compressor uh, right up the old fucking dirt road and um, do that. And as you guys know, if you've been listening, I've done like five of those stories. So that's why always try to get it on. Oh, and uh, let's talk about this. This is exciting. Sorry. You guys know it's LGBT Pride Month, and I have many stories on that later. But I want to put this one out now. You guys know Lil Nas X, right? The rapper, the uh, Old Town Road. Oh, take my horse to the Old Town Road. Yeah, that one fucking dumb song, and a guy made like millions of dollars. That's all you need is one hit. So uh, he, at Lil, L-I-L, Nas X, N-A-S-X, on Twitter, wrote the following. Quote, for Pride Month, it's really important that our government finally takes a stand and adds bussy to the dictionary. End quote. Yep, that's right. Uh, if you don't know what bussy is, it's a combination of the words boy and pussy. That's right, boy pussy. What do you think boy pussy is? I know this is getting gross. Uh, it would be the anus. <laughs> so, <laughs> gay men are fond of uh, referring to bussy, and it does refer to the uh, the uh, the old poop shoot there. So, uh, this the set. The funny thing is, so uh, the dictionary dictionary replied, "Yeah, there is a Twitter account at dictionarycom." And they're very woke. Every time, every current event involving, like during the Trump years, you know, they would say stuff like insurrection, word of the day, insurrection, and like, you know, fucking put out the definition. But the dictionary responded to this tweet. Uh, they responded, quote, we've added WAP to the dictionary, so anything's possible, end quote. They did, they added WAP? You guys know what WAP is, right? W-A-P? After the Cardi B song, Wet Ass Pussy? Yeah. Wow, um, God, this whole this hard whole article. I'm not even gonna read the rest of it because it's it's uh, honestly shocking. But uh, yeah, you uh, yeah, go talk about your bussy somewhere else. Come on now. Okay, let's go. Um, let's do some military stories if I can find them here. Oh, actually, yeah. Well, this is a military story, sort of. Let's let's talk about the fucking white supremacists in Idaho. This is great. 
Yeah, they did say they planned to riot. Uh, did you guys see? You guys have all seen the video because anything involving scary white supremacists immediately makes the front pages of every fucking uh, newspaper, social media, all of them, TV show, right at the top of news, breaking news, everything, because they're very scary. Um, even when they don't do anything and they're a bunch of clowns, as was this case. So this was in Idaho. You guys probably saw the video. Of the, they were they all got in the back of a U-Haul and they were all wearing like matching khakis and. <laughs> <laughs> these guys dude so they were arrested this was last saturday i know but i have more on it and they were arrested before they could act on plans to riot at a local pride event so the police after receiving a tip from a citizen were detained and charged 31 people who belong to a far-right group known as the patriot front according to the Coeur d'Alene police chief they are being charged with a misdemeanor conspiracy to riot and basically, some guy saw a group of people jump into a U-Haul, and that's when he called the cops. You know, they said, so all you people saying this was a Fed operation, I, I don't think so. You guys, I know you love the conspiracies. I do too. But the simpler explanations are 99% the most plausible uh, almost all the time. So, and the government can't pull off anything anyway because they're completely bunglers and incompetent, so... That's just my opinion on it. So basically, they were doing a Pride in the Park event, and the Patriot Front wanted to come, uh, I don't know. They do these flash demonstrations. The members usually wear masks and khaki pants, sometimes employ smoke bombs. So uh, many of the men had shields and wore shin guards, and the police recovered one smoke grenade. They did not mention other weapons. Uh, the chief said that uh, he had no doubt in his mind they were coming downtown to riot. Uh, so apparently they had a seven-page document that they outlined an operational plan in. <laughs> That's made me... Dude, you can't put your your conspiracy on paper, guys. Come on, you got to whiteboard it, something like that. That's what you got to do. So... Uh, some of them came from out of state and all of that, and um, and and it, now here was the here was the little uh, kind of like what do you want to say? It was the it was the contradiction, the contradiction in this because the chief basically said, "Well, we arrest and detain them for conspiracy to riot because they were you know wearing protection and um, that alone." They had shields and wore shin guards, right? And that means to me that they were planning on um, violence. But then the chief went on to say that members of Antifa groups were present at the Pride event as well. And he said there were people walking around the event with long guns and handguns and bear spray and all kinds of things like that. But he did say that's legal in Idaho. Okay, but I mean, if you're walking around with like bear spray in a city, isn't that also an indication that you're up to no good? I'm just saying, chief, fucking maybe look into it. Anyway, they named and uh, publicly shamed all these guys. And one of them was a 20-year-old man who was a National Guard member. He's a cadet. Let me read back up. He's a cadet in the Idaho National Guard, and he's a Washington State University ROTC student who had been awarded a scholarship. Uh, well, that's gone. <laughs> yep. 
Oh, in this article I'm reading now, the chief actually said, let me, let me just digress here really quick about the what the chief said earlier. So according to Coeur d'Alene Police Chief Lee White, the group had baseball bats, riot shields, and other equipment that, according to Chief Wife, Chief White indicated some clear, quote, ill intent, end quote. So the chief is saying all the baseball bats, riot shield, and stuff indicated ill intent, but the bear spray fucking doesn't, and people wearing long guns in public, which I think is the most fucking dorky thing ever, that doesn't indicate, I don't know. Anyway, 21-year-old Winston Durham is the ROTC student, and, uh, he uh he he's gone. <laughs> it doesn't say he's gone, but I will say he's gone. He was the recipient of a Minuteman scholarship, which provides ten thousand dollars per year for tuition or room and board, and includes twelve hundred dollars for books and a monthly stipend of four hundred twenty dollars. Hmm. Yeah, you can kiss that goodbye. I don't know what you're fucking thinking, dude. And he wasn't the only one associated with the military. There were four. Veterans. I talked about uh, Winston Durham, and they named all these guys, as I said, but they also had two Navy veterans. One was a gunner's mate, and one was a CB. And then they had a 40-year-old. 40-year-old guys climbing in the back of a fucking U-Haul. 40-year-old James Johnson from the Air Force. They said he was a Spanish linguist and a trainer of future airmen leaders. Oh, that's according to his LinkedIn biography or some bullshit. All right, very good. Meanwhile, another uh, person got in trouble over race stuff. A police constable who posted racist WhatsApp memes mocking the death of George Floyd has gone to jail. This is over in the UK because they don't have any laws there. I'm sorry, they, uh, they don't have any freedom of speech is what I meant to say. Yeah, James Watts did this in a group chat. He admitted 10 counts of sending grossly offensive or menacing menacing message by a public communications network. He's been jailed for 20 weeks. Wow. Does it... The BBC is so fucking delicate, I can't even handle it right now, you guys. They won't even fucking... They don't even describe the WhatsApp message, the memes, much less... Uh, print the memes. That's for sure. But yeah, he's going to jail, dude. And the judge uh, is Tan Ikram. Good old British name there. Yeah, that judge uh, told Watts, quote, but the fact remains that over a period of month, you continued to post messages which were grossly offensive, end quote. Well, fuck you, dude. God, really... There's not a free country over there. It's not your fucking business what I post. Holy shit. It's too bad. Uh, A couple other military stories here. This one, a body of a retired Marine captain, 67 years old, was found in the Death Valley National Park after his car ran out of gas and he walked two miles in 123 degree heat. Oh, guys can't do that, man. Yeah, that was uh, David Kelleher, 67. He's from Huntington Beach. And uh, he apparently ran out of gas, and he walked two and a half miles. They found a note inside his vehicle that said out of gas, and he had not been reported missing. 
So they just found his car and then they just like they they just started searching for him and then they found the body uh, later on. Yeah, you don't want to at the height of the day, guys, if your car's working, you know, sit under it in the shade or something. Don't try to walk in 125 degree heat with no water or any, and even if water, you're going to have a bad time. There's no shade there either. So guys, don't do that. That's the second fatality this month in Death Valley. They had 69 year old John McCary also died. So yes, do not walk at the height of the day. Here's a fun story. Oh, for all my SF listeners. Yeah. The unit that's replacing you, the SFAB, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know they're not, but I like to needle them. Well, Army advisors in Latin America were told to behave because word of their drinking, STDs, and Tinder use has spilled out. That's right. And you know how it did? A disgruntled wife. Hmm. This group belongs to the 1st Security Force Assistance Brigade, or SFAB, right? Those are... So basically... The Green Berets, the Special Forces, they used to go and train and advise, but then they were being, the Green Berets were in heavy combat in Afghanistan like all the time. So they created this new fucking SFAB, which kind of does the same thing, but you don't get near the selection or elite training. It's nothing like that. Basically, they took the, they took the like grunge work of teaching militaries how to shoot rifles straight. And that's what, that's why they created it. So a military spouse, anonymously texted a senior enlisted leader and directly accused an advising team in Colombia of debauchery. That's what the Army Times writes. According, uh, including soldiers partying, sleeping around, and that did trigger a formal investigation. Hmm. Yep. There was one team of nine troops under investigation originally, but now they think it's very widespread. Yeah. They are hearing reports of undisciplined acts from soldiers in Colombia and Honduras. Uh, they are not supposed to drink, really? Yeah, they're not supposed to. They're, un, they're under general order number one, which is you cannot drink. But that's I thought that was only in like Iraq and Afghanistan. I didn't know they tried to do that shit in like Honduras and Colombia. Yeah, they have married advisors that have Tinder accounts. Advisors have been hitting on hotel staff. So what's wrong with that? Jeez, it's fucking army's lame, dude. Can't ask a guy to go to a foreign country. What, do you think he's not going to knock back a few cold ones at the bar and hit on the cute fucking Colombian bartender? I mean, what are we, are, are we fucking gelded now? What, do you want a bunch of eunuchs? I want some fucking pipe hitters with testosterone flowing out of their erect penises. Um, you know, you guys know what I mean. But yeah, this is uh, this doesn't sound like. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't be if you're fucking married, but you know, keep it to yourself. That's all. Don't fucking uh, the the wife, <laughs> a spouse snitched him out. That's great. Uh, too bad. Okay, what else? Um, let's do this one. The former a uh, Mexican CEO of the Amazon in Mexico. He paid Hitman $9,000 to kill his ex-wife by shooting her in the head at a traffic stop while she was with their two sons in the car. Woof. Yep, former Amazon executive. Uh, Abril Perez Sagaon was shot in the head and neck by a man on a motorcycle who opened fire through the passenger side window 
where she was seated in a car while driving through Mexico City in November of 2019. Juan Carlos Garcia, who was the CEO of Amazon in Mexico, when the company opened its first office in Mexico in 2015, is alleged to have paid 180,000 Mexican pesos to two sicarios, or hitmen, to carry out the killing. He is even alleged to have offered a 50,000 peso bonus, about 2,500 U.S. dollars, if she was killed before the couple's next court hearing in a case she had filed against them. Jeez, dude. Well, the trial has uh, started, which is why it's in the news. And they captured the two hitmen. So they're now testifying against him, saying, yeah, he's fucking this guy hired us to kill his uh, wife. Perez, the wife, had already accused Garcia of attempting to murder her while the couple was still together. Man. Yeah, so he's on trial. With, oh, then he tried to sneak into the fucking U.S. Hmm. Yeah, right at the TJ border. I'm looking at a map right now. Yeah, he tried to illegally enter the... Uh, or no, he did. He entered the U.S. on foot through a checkpoint in Tijuana. No kidding. Nice border security. He probably had a fucking per work permit or something. He's a pretty like, white-collar guy. But, yeah, he did uh, go to the U.S. He crossed the border on foot at a checkpoint in Tijuana near San Diego into the U.S. days after she was murdered, and he tried, but they caught up to him, and now he's going through it. Um, what else? Let's go. Where's the video? I wanted to get to these videos for sure. And where are they? Here we are. Uh, I promised some more LGBT stuff, so let's do it. Let's start with this. A report has revealed a sharp rise in transgender young people in the United States. And if you don't think this has to do with the massive propaganda, you're a total idiot. Because this did not happen organically. The, by a, a bunch of people just not, did not really fucking embrace transgenderism in the last 10 years. But listen to this. The number of young people who identify as transgender has nearly doubled in recent years. This, it's not the greatest data. The analysis relies on government health surveys conducted from 2017 to 2020. Well, it estimated that 1.4% of 13 to 17-year-olds and 1.3% of 18 to 24-year-olds were transgender, compared with about 0.5% of all adults. Those figures illustrated a significant rise since the researcher's previous report in 2017. Uh, experts say that young people increasingly have the language and social acceptance to explore their gender identities, whereas older adults may feel more constrained. Uh, and yes, obviously there's all, as you guys hear the videos I play every single week on like TikTok from TikTok and all this other shit. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, uh, propaganda that goes on, on these social media apps and you know, all the night and it seemed, and it's seen as cool. I mean, imagine when you're, I can definitely see that if you're some fucking kid and you're in like some podunk Midwestern towns. You know, and you're like kind of a nerd. I mean, all of a sudden, hey, I'm non-binary. Now you're interesting. You know, that's much more interesting than being a boy or a girl, I guess, according if in their eyes. But yes, this has become a political issue, obviously, in recent years. Oh, here's transgender estimates by age. Let's try this one. 
adults 65 and older. Wait a minute. Let me make sure I'm reading this right. Um, okay. Okay. Ages of teens and adults are 65, uh, who are transgender. Um, 10.5% of transgenders in the United States, transgender people, are 65 or older. Um, 46.8% of transgender adults, teens and adults in the U.S. are 25 to 64 years of age. 24% are 18 to 24 years of age. And then 18% are ages 13 to 17. Yeah, so this was, uh, this said they were the UCLA uh, law school kind of helped analyze this, but they basically found that thir- people 13 to 25 accounted for a disproportionately large share of the transgender population. While younger teenagers were just 7.6% of the total U.S. population, they made up roughly 18% of transgender people. I hate when they do it because a lot of these people are going to change. They just are. You don't even know what you are at 13. Shit, have... I know a lot of people who are a completely different person at 40 than they were at 20. Absolutely. Including myself. I was in, and when I was 20, I was working like a hotel and going to community college and had no fucking money. And look at me now. Uh, Fucking jacked beyond belief. Bowling ball shoulders, ab veins rippling down the stomach into the upper thighs. A fucking tan with a glorious bronze. Not found anywhere in nature, you guys, at the age of that I am. (laughs) Mid-40s, let's put it that way. Yeah, you're a completely different person. A lot of these people are going to be like, yeah, I'm not trans anymore. I thought I was, but now I was just just boyish or whatever, or girlish. But because of this, now new guidelines are saying, this was a shitstorm too, a leading transgender health association has lowered its recommended minimum age for starting gender transition treatment, including sex hormones and surgeries. The World Professional Association for Transgender Health said hormones could be started at age 14, two years earlier than the group's previous advice, and some surgeries done at 15 or 17 a year or so earlier than previous guidance. The group acknowledged potential risks, but said it is unethical and harmful to withhold early treatment. Oh, that's nice. God, kidding me? Yeah. You know, this is, this is, there's, this is the double-edged sword, right? Because without the early treatment, you are always going to like, say you're a uh, man to woman, transgender individual, Right. If you transgender at the if you trans uh, transition at the age of forty and you're a man and you decide you're a woman, you're always going to look like a man, right? Look at uh, Rachel Levine, our fucking health and human services, whatever the transgender person. So you're always going to look like a man. You can put on dress, you're going to look like it. But I guess in theory, if you start it before they hit puberty, you wouldn't look like a man. But on the other hand, that kid can't really consent. Yeah, you know. I mean, he can say he's trans, but you know, you're. What if you're like 12, 13, like, or 10, like before pre puberty? How do you even know what you are? Uh, yeah, you have to. They say you have to get a, a careful psychological evaluation, but I've seen. I've seen articles and from left-wing outlets like news stories where they interview parents who are like, yeah, we were kind of shocked. We went in to see a doctor, a counselor about our transgender daughter, and in like 20 minutes, he was prescribing hormones. 
you know? Everything sounds good on paper. It's a lot different in the real world. So, uh, to lighten the mood, I have a few videos for you. I think you'll enjoy. One of them was a drag queen story hour event in San Francisco that was disrupted by people who did not like the drag queens there. Let's listen to this one if it wants to play. Who brought the training? Who, who brought the pedophile? Hold on. No, thank you. Who brought the pedophile? You have to wear a mask. We want to know. We want to know. Oh, we're medically exempt. Thank you, though. <laughs> who brought the pedophile? I just want to know. It's for, well, then why is the pedophile here? Why did you? No, 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 no. We want to know why there's a pedophile here. We saw videos of what that thing does. Yeah. Why did you? Uh, hey, it's got videos you see you allow pedophiles in here. Little children. Yeah. Why did you allow the pedophiles? On YouTube of what it wants to do to little children. Why did you bring the pedophile? I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. Then why would you bring your children to a pedophile? We're not yeah. swearing. Yeah. It's not vulgar language. Hey, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. Why would you want to bring children to this? Why would you want to expose your children to this? Just to prove how tolerant you are a pedophile? This is the only thing I have to prove children to. This. You want to expose your children to pedophiles to prove how tolerant you are. This is disgusting. It's sick. Yeah, but we have a thing has videos. We have a right. We're reserved. We have seats reserved. We have rights reserved. Look, we got a pedophile here. We're in giants. Oh man, I'll never support the giants again. This is sick. Videos talking about sex. You guys are sick. Look at they brought kids here. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Tell me, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? This is sick. This is sick. You guys should be disgusting. Call them. There's a pedophile here with children. Call them. This is disgusting. What the hell is wrong with you people? These poor children. What is wrong with you sick people? Get out of here, you pedophile. Get out of here. You're not safe here. Get out of here. Yeah, it's disgusting. Look, no, this is sick. You are sick. You are sick. Look at these poor children. It's all based on sexual. These poor children. These poor children. How dare you guys? You godless whores. You guys are sick. Damn. It's not okay. You're not starting it again. This is over. This is over. It's over forever. No more. No more sick pedophiles here. No. You are sick. Okay, wow, that was entertaining. I had, like usually, guys, I don't watch these ahead of time. Now, supposedly, um, this was, uh, th like I said, it was in San Francisco, and apparently this particular um, drag queen performer had YouTube videos discussing child sexuality. I don't freaking know. I didn't look into any of that. Um, now, again, I'll, I don't like, you know, they... <laughs> I don't. I don't like the. I don't know why they, the drag performers, want to perform for children. I don't get it. I have asked it many times. Dude, fucking go wear drag. I don't care. Go make money at the local bar. I don't care. Go to a party. Have a drag party. I don't care. Why do you want to be around kids all the time? I, I see story after story about this. It doesn't fucking make sense. And I've said repeatedly. I'm looking at a, if, if I know a grown dude, like a regular norm, norm, uh, like a uh, cisgender male who wants to spend time around kids who are not his own constantly, I'm wondering about that. What's your story? So what is this? And I know I have transgender listeners. I know I have gay listeners. I'm sure some of my gay listeners have enjoyed drag and drag shows. And I've been to a drag show before as an adult. 
as an adult. And I, I think they would ask the same thing I do because this gives them a bad name because now everybody thinks that all drag queens are like fucking like weirdos who want to be around little kids all the time. And I know that's not the case, but I will ask the ones who are going to schools and all this. What are you doing? Why do you want to be around little kids so bad? Unless you want to teach them your ways, which is kind of messed up. Now, there was also a pride brunch in Arlington, Virginia. And apparently, this is not drag queen related. This is just normal gay people. Um, I guess some Proud Boys showed up. Uh, that's what the caption says. It may or may not have been Proud Boys. Anyway, a bunch of guys showed up and uh, didn't like what was going on, so they decided, let's listen to this audio. Not fucking afraid! You're shaking like a little pussy bitch. You can't hold the camera like that, dude. It's a body camera. Come on, buddy. I did six months fucking locked up, motherfucker. I'll fucking do it again, happily. Just to know I beat your fucking bitch ass, you fucking pedophile fucking faggot. You protect children. That's all you got. That's all you got is your little fucking pussy fucking smile. Your little fucking pussy smile. Your little bitch ass camera fucking filming me because that's all you fucking got. That's all you fucking got. It's your bullshit. That's all you got is bullshit. Walk on home, boys. Walk on home. Pantera, motherfucker. This is Texas. This is our fucking house. We are Texas. Our fucking house, motherfucker. Better remember that Alamo, motherfucker. Better remember Goliad, motherfucker. Because we will run your fucking sorry ass over again. You know we lost at the Alamo, right? I'm well aware of my fucking history, you motherfucker. But why are you bringing it up? Because you don't know your history, then. You stupid fuck. You lost. Yeah, we beat their motherfucking ass in San Jacinto afterwards. It's what kicked the motherfucking shit off to beat your fucking sorry motherfucking ass. Get the fuck out of here. Thanks for the history lesson. Thank you. Get the fuck out of here. You're not doing anything. We're not letting you walk back that way. You're walking the sidewalk? For a pedophile? Yeah, citizen's arrest. Y'all aren't going to go anywhere. You might as well keep fucking walking and leave. You little fucking fairy cat. Y'all like it when we fucking have shit on you now, do you? Ah, they're too fucking pussy to fucking show their face because they're fucking cowards, little fucks. A real man who's standing up and fucking punch me in the face right now and take right, the beating so like a real fucking man. Outside. Outside with it. Yeah. Outside with Texas Live. Yeah, we got a confrontation going on right here. Um, Not fucking surprised. <laughs> Not fucking surprised. Okay. That's interesting. I'm just seeing in the sidebar, because that was a Twitter video, I'm seeing in the sidebar that uh, Dan Crenshaw was confronted by a group of individuals at the Texas Republican Convention on Saturday. Um, hmm. A group? This is a, this is, I usually never do this, guys. It just jumped out at me when I was uh, playing the uh, videos. They were shouting, I patch McCain at him. They were physically assaulted. These are right-wingers. Uh, apparently, yeah, Dan Crenshaw is not uh, uh, not loved by uh, the uh, far right wingers. Let me see if there's any. I never do this, guys. This is all fucking on the fly. As you guys know, it's two and a half hours, no breaks, no editing. Steel trap mind. I'm the only guy who can do it. Uh, let me see if uh, I mean this is on Mediaite. Let me see if anything comes up in this audio here. I patch McCann. Hey, I patch 
McCain. Look at I passed McCain right here. You're a rhino, you're a globalist. You're a globalist rhino. You're a globalist rhino. Hey, you're a globalist rhino. I passed McCain. I passed McCain. I passed McCain. Okay, there he goes. Apparently, this was from somebody named Alex Stein. You know, there's plenty of ways to fucking insult people without uh, denigrating their war injuries. Let's put it that way. You can. I know a lot of you don't like Dan Crenshaw. Fine. Plenty of ways to do it. Have some fucking respect. Especially if you are not ever in the military. You know, you can fuck yourself with that. All right. So that was exciting. I've never done that before. Just suddenly saw a thing trending and went for it. Maybe I should do that more often. Okay. Uh, let's keep going here. Oh, well, we've got to talk about what's been going on in Los Angeles. Where the fucking cops are completely under siege. First of all, we had the former Marine, allegedly, who shot and injured a CHP officer. He shot him in the face. His name, this is a mouthful. Uh, they're saying he's a military veteran. He shot a CHP officer in Studio City. His name, the shooter, is 33-year-old Pejman Iraj Kozroabadi, also known as PJ. Shot a 27-year-old CHP officer multiple times during a traffic stop Monday night. He is still in the hospital in critical condition. There, his family is saying that he's a former Marine who went to Afghanistan more than a decade ago and had uh, PTSD um, his sister claims that she he lost many of his Marine friends uh, that fought with him, either to suicide or battle. Uh, he was arrested after a 12-hour manhunt in San Fernando Valley. Um, yes, uh, it's funny. He fled to a homeless encampment and started hanging out with a guy named Derek Lewis, a vagrant. He spent the night in the homeless guy's, uh, Derek Lewis's tent. And Lewis claims he was saying he was a Marine. He didn't want to go to jail. He just had some troop members who committed suicide. Uh, we gave him cigarettes. He said he shot that officer. He's, Lewis went on to say that the guy said he was in one of the bloodiest battles in Afghanistan. They said they've been trying to get him help for years, but he refused. He sought help from the VA recently, but couldn't get an appointment until January. Yeah, there is that. But... You know, if they can't give you an appointment within 30 days, they're supposed to outsource you. Uh, that's a thing. And obviously, there's a lot of other shit going on. Don't tell me you didn't get one VA appointment and all of a sudden you're shooting a cop in the face. So, um, but I would be interested to see if it's, if those claims do pan out. It does sound legit because normally, the you know, if he's making shit up, the family's not bagging. In this case, his sister's like, yeah, he has PTSD. We're trying to get him the VA. So it does sound legit, but I'd still like to see the DD-214. And meanwhile, there were two El Monte police. Oh, let me back up really quick. I wanted to say something about the shooting again, about the CHP shooting. It was really cool because they found him with a bloodhound. Yeah, a bloodhound named Piper fucking tracked him down like 12 hours after the fact. It's pretty crazy. The, they, they, the cops explained that the bloodhounds look for skin grafts that a person sheds. So they search for a scent specific to that person. Uh, so... It happened in the middle of the night. They said wind contamination really wasn't a factor and it wasn't hot out. So they thought that the bloodhound would fucking find him. 
And sure enough, after the bloodhound was given the scent, she took off, led officers to a homeless encampment over half a mile away. Once they got to the tent, SWAT team fucking went right in there and uh, dragged him out. Uh, in reward, the bloodhound Piper got an In-N-Out burger. <laughs> so thought that was pretty cool. And meanwhile, fucking two other policemen were shot and killed in El Monte. It's part of uh, L.A. County. And yes, this does fall under, because it's L.A. County, we have fucking hapless, under threat of recalled district attorney George Cascone, just like his fucking shithead to the north, Chesa Baudin, who was recalled by the San Francisco voters last week. He's the next one to go. He's also under recall. But anyway, George Gascon's own policies said that uh, he issued a directive on December 7th, 2020, that funds funerals, burials, and mental health services for, quote, individuals killed by police, end quote. And they do not say in the memo, in the memo well, on a case-by-case basis. It's a blanket policy, and they say specifically regardless of the status of the investigation. So immediately, everybody's like, oh, well, are you going to fucking pay for the funeral of Justin Flores, who murdered El Monte police officers Michael Paredes and Joseph Santana on Tuesday night as they were called to a 911 call in a motel room in L.A.? Flores opened fire on the two when he opened the door to his room. Apparently, he shot them in the head. He was later shot to death by additional officers in the parking lot. Uh, And yes, it's typical. He was given a sentencing deal on a gun charge last year that resulted in 20 days in jail instead of three years. He also, did Gascon, refused to file a violent felony strike in a prior case that adds substantial prison time. There you go. See? It's unfucking believable. These prosecutors are unbelievable. And they're always the first ones to scream and issue statements when a gun tragedy happens, like a mass shooting, right? As a matter of fact, I have a clip of George Gascon. You're going to hear this frog-voiced motherfucker, and you'll know what I mean in a moment. He's always talking about, we, uh, we have to get rid of the guns, get rid of the guns. But when somebody commits a crime using a gun, he doesn't want to put them in jail. None of them do, because that goes against their fucking lib uh, ideology. Here he is on June 3rd, 2022, less than two weeks ago. About two weeks ago. What day is it? <laughs> I don't know. And here he is saying he's urging leaders to come together and offer uh, to kind of find solutions for gun control. And yet he lets out anybody with a gun and gives them a break. And all of them do. Let's listen to fucking George Gaston. and prayers are not enough. They have never been enough. And that we must demand action. We need to implement reasonable gun control. People should not have access to military-style assault rifles and ghost guns. Right now, many politicians are pointing to violence harnessing people suffering, talking a big game, and then doing nothing to prevent it. Doing nothing to prevent it. We need to come together and support real solutions to gun violence in our communities. There you go. We need to come together and for real gun violence in our communities. In case you didn't know, he's like from fucking just Cuban or some shit. 
Yeah, it blows my and, and the, the the DA in uh, San Francisco was doing the same thing. The DA in Philadelphia was doing the same thing. The DA in New York City was doing the same thing. And the DA in Chicago is almost fucking assuredly doing the same thing. And yet they're the first ones to go out on social media when a big shooting happens and say, we need gun control. How about you fucking put people who commit crimes as guns into prison? I know what it, that used to be pretty normal like 10 years ago. <laughs> that was a normal thing to do. And so much has changed. And as long as I'm talking about stupid California politicians, I have to uh, uh, talk about bumbling, corrupt, incompetent Gavin Newsom, who made a video that was beloved by the resistance. This video has 1 million views. Here's the thing, you guys governors and state, polit- state and local politicians. They never want to talk on social media about local problems because they know they'll get a lot more play if they talk about Trump or national politics, right? They, they know that will get a lot of likes, and they want likes badly. I know, you, I know how stupid that sounds, but trust me. So here's Gavin Newsom bragging that he joined Trump's uh, social media company, Truth Social. Uh, let's listen to hey what everybody, he says. It's Governor Gavin Newsom, and I know we're all on this platform in search for the truth. But the truth is, I've not been able to find a simple explanation for the fact that we have a red state murder problem. Eight of the top 10 states with the highest murder rates happen to be red states. So the question is simple. What are the laws and policies in those states that are leading to such carnage? Okay, there you go. Well, I have an answer for you, Gavin. In those red states, let's look at where almost all of the murders by guns are occurring. Almost all of them, stupid, are in cities in those red states. Those cities, Dumbo, are very Democratic and vote for Democrats, idiot. And as I just went over exhaustively, those prosecutors, DAs in those cities are far-left liberals, and they don't like putting people in jail, so they continue to let out murderers and domestic abusers and violent assaulters. They let them out early, and then they go on to commit more crimes. So, you fucking goofball, I hope that helps answer your question. Let's go on. Let's go to the border. A couple stories here. Um, First, we have uh, the Supreme Court rejected bail hearings for jailed immigrants. Yeah, they ruled on Monday that a federal law does not require that immigrants detained for long periods while they are fighting deportations be granted hearings to decide whether they may be released on bond as their cases move forward. Uh, That was a 7-2 ruling. And, um, yes, that was Sonia, Justice Sonia Sotomayor had the majority opinion on that. So... The case concerned Antonio Artiga Martinez, a citizen of Mexico who was repeatedly entered the United States unlawfully. Oh, here we go. Fleeing what he said was gang violence against him and his family. Oh, fuck you. Go fucking move somewhere else then, dude. <laughs> After he was, if that's even true, who knows? After he was arrested in 2018, an asylum officer made a preliminary finding that he had a reasonable fear of persecution if he was a return to Mexico. See right there, that's not asylum though. You being afraid of gang violence is not asylum. I don't know how many times I got to go over that. 
So he was detained while he waited for an immigration judge to consider his request to halt his deportation. After four months without a hearing, he challenged his detention in federal court, saying an immigration judge should decide whether he should be released while his case moved forward because he was neither a flight risk nor a danger to the community. Lower courts ruled in his favor. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit Circuit said that immigrants in his position were entitled to bond hearings after six months of detention. An immigration judge ordered his release. The federal government sought a Supreme Court review, saying that the governing statute did not require bond hearings before immigration judges. Uh, so Sotomayor agreed, um, and the federal government is free to provide bond hearings, but is not required to do so by the statute in question. Statute in question is a 2001 decision, Zadvidas versus Davis held that the government may not detain immigrants indefinitely if no country is willing to take them. If deportation was not likely in a reasonably foreseeable future, they wrote for the majority in a 5-4 to four decision, immigrants must be released unless there was a good reason to detain them. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, by the way, in case you slept through it because the January 6th was on the news all the time, we just broke a, uh, a monthly record with illegal aliens. Yep. Broke records in May prompted in large part by surges in illegal immigration by nationalities that were previously rarely found at the U.S.-Mexico border. Oh, isn't that great? Customs and Border Patrol arrest stopped... Uh, so, what is this language? They stopped the illegal aliens at the southwest border more than 239,000 times in just fucking May. Yep. The number of individual migrants who attempted to cross the border was 157,555. The number of border crossers from India, Turkey, Russia, Haiti, Brazil, Colombia, Nicaragua increased in part because it is harder for border agents to subject some of those nationalities to the COVID-19 border restrictions known as Title 42. Plus, India, Russia, and other home countries are reluctant to accept them back. Oh, if only there was something we could do about that. God. All you got to do is wave the big stick, you guys. It's not hard. Oh, you're not going to take your immigrants back? Okay, well, fucking no foreign aid for you. Remember that billion dollars we were going to give you, India? Yeah, it's fucking gone. That would take about three minutes to turn around. Of course, you have to have some political will to do that. Um... Okay, only 134 of the nearly 20,000 Colombians who crossed the border in May were subjected to Title 42. Oh, God. Uh, here's another one. It's always gangs, isn't it? A Colombian woman uh, who would not reveal her full name told NBC News she'd recently emigrated to Texas despite Title 42. She said she fled the country after gangs threatened her son. Okay, that's the problem for the Colombian police then. And if you don't like their police, then why don't you go to Venezuela or fucking Chile or Belize or Mexico or anywhere else? That's a lot closer, by the way. Yeah, there's just they just this is all theater. They just don't want to do it. It's pretty simple. You have the CBP enforcement statistics fiscal year 2022. You can Google that. It takes you to the CBP.gov page. Yeah, so far. Um, in, uh, let's see, total enforcement actions by CBP in fiscal year 2022 to date, which started last September. I'm sorry, 
Fiscal year 2022 starts October 1st, and it runs through September 30th. So it started October 1st, 2021. So since October 1st, 2021, total enforcement actions by CBP, ready for this number? 1,753,754. It's just, it's wide open. There's no, there's, there's nothing. And, and, and a huge chunk of them will be released into the United States, which is the plan. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of the Border Patrol, they are, uh, there's a couple other stories. A migrant died after he was stabbed by a Border Patrol agent during an incident in Cochise County on the morning of May 24th. Mexican national Abigail Aguilar had two run-ins with agents on the day he died. It is a female. First, he got tangled up in barbed wire by running away from an agent. He was taken to the hospital. He was discharged. Then he was allegedly involved in an altercation with another agent. The agent stabbed Abigail in his chest, which was the cause of death. Wow. Abigail also suffered blunt force injuries to his head, body, and arms and legs. They are now investigating the incident. Hmm. Yeah, I'll be interested in hearing about that. One of my Border Patrol guys, if you got any poop on that, send it. Uh, Also, the Border Patrol nabbed 15 people on the terror watch list during the month of May. Um, uh, if I didn't say so, I can't remember. That that number in May, the um, 239,416, that is the highest number of migrant encounters recorded in one month ever. Ever. And then finally, did you see the coin that the some guy made for the Border Patrol? <laughs> Some dude made a there uh he made a coin that depicted the Haitian migrant incident on eBay. And I'm looking at the coin right now. It says uh yeah, it shows the picture of a of a guy on a horseback uh grabbing at a guy running away from him. And yes, it does depict the real life image of that border patrol agent chasing down the Haitian migrants and the seller Says, yeah, I'm fucking putting them up for sale. They named the seller too. NPR is extremely upset about this. Yeah, he he told NPR, yeah, it's a business. So fuck, you know, basically f off. He said the coins were flying off the shelf. Interest was enough to inflate the cost of one coin to nearly five hundred dollars. Uh, they have phrases engraved on the coin that say, "You will be returned and reining it in since May twenty eighth, nineteen twenty four. That's the date the Border Patrol was established. <laughs> it is not. It is not an official CBP coin. Of course, the commissioner had to weigh in in a statement, and the commissioner Chris Mag- Magnus of CBP said, "Quote: These coins just anger me because the hateful images on them have no place in a professional law enforcement agency, Mister." End quote. So, yeah, they're investigating now. And speaking of those guys, the whipped, uh, the Border Patrol agents who never whipped anyone, um, yeah, the DHS still intends to punish them, even though they were already cleared of all criminal activity. They're prepared to discipline multiple horseback Border Patrol agents, all because the Twitter libs fucking went ballistic when they saw those pictures. Kamala Harris weighed in on it. Joe Biden weighed on it. Joe Biden was at a press conference and he said, like, yeah, he's gonna fucking uh he's gonna throw that book at him. This is all fucking politics. And the original tweets that went out said they were whipping them. They were using whips and beating the migrants. Did you guys notice that not a single migrant ever said, Yeah, no, nobody whipped me? 
They couldn't. I saw that. That was floating around. Migrants. They were like, "Oh, these migrants are beaten. You can talk to them. They say they were beaten." It's like not a single one. You can go Google it. Not a single migrant told the media, "Yeah, I was beaten by a whip," or even "I was beaten by, by rains by," or "I was beaten at all." None of them said it. It's all complete bullshit. Yeah, here's the Biden quote. He said, uh, quote, there will be an investigation and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. He said it twice. End quote. Um, they were then taken off their duties and they're going to be punished administratively. They've had no contact with migrants since that nine months ago. All right. Uh, let's see. A couple fun ones. Woman eaten by 20 pet cats after collapsing dead. She was not covered for... She was not... Discovered by cops for two weeks. Uh, where is this? This is in Russia. She was a cat breeder who kept 20 giant Maine coon cats at her home. Inside her home, her employer hadn't heard from her. And they went in and found her body partially eaten, surrounded by hungry cats. Ow! See, a dog would starve to death before it ate you. It would sit there crying at your side cow eat your eyeballs out uh a dallas teen has shot a 15 year old with a gun he thought was unloaded Hmm. 13 year old boy shot and killed one of his best friends in dallas with a gun he thought was unloaded fucking in right in the head oh the alleged shooter told victims told officers the victim shot himself in the head but they later uh, found out that he took the gun, believing it was unloaded, pulled the trigger, and killed the victim. Yep. Uh, the mother said, uh, yeah, he actually considered him like a brother, blah, blah, blah. He's my partner for life. Well, yeah, well, you lied about what you did, so. What else? So there's a big, I put this out on Twitter. Um, I, it's a very sad story out here. An 18-year-old recent high school graduate got swept out into the ocean off of Mission Beach. I was wondering about that because I was out at the beach and I saw like oh, this Coast Guard helicopter circling, if you guys saw my Instagram story. And then I looked later and it was a group of people that got swept out in the current and, and the currents were gnarly that day. And um, this was a you know, high school basketball star out here and I don't think he was a great swimmer. And... This was, and it was their graduation, like kind of party for their ceremony. And the lifeguards saw it. They saw people struggling in the water. They deployed a rescue boat that was already in the water. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Woodlane Zachi, the basketball star, was already pulled under. And uh, they still uh, have not uh, found his body. They've still been trying to find it, but it, it, it's it's going to be a tough go because the waves have been pretty big and the currents have been bad. So we'll see. Hopefully, we'll see what happens. Let's see. Mexican politician lynched after social media rumors. Yeah, this one's a little old, but it was a good story. A Mexico political advisor was killed by a lynch mob after child kidnapping accusations were spread on messaging groups. Daniel Picasso, 31, was attacked and beaten by a crowd of around 200 people in the central state of Puebla. He was cornered by a mob before being dragged into a local field and set on fire. He was visiting his grandfather's house when rumors began to spread on local WhatsApp group chats that he had been involved in the kidnapping of a child. Uh, 
Police attempted to intervene and placed him in a patrol car, but they were quickly overwhelmed by villagers who doused Picasso in gasoline and set him on fire. That is nuts, dude. Mob justice is not uncommon in parts of Mexico, particularly in more remote areas. As a matter of fact, in 2019, seven men were beaten and burned alive by a mob in the same state of Puebla. So fucking watch out. How about this girlfriend of the year? Woman poses as sheriff's deputy releases release, releases boyfriend from jail. Maxine Feldstein has been sentenced to 15 years in prison after she pleaded, pleaded guilty to forgery, third-degree escape, and second-degree criminal impersonation. Feldstein gave fake paperwork to Washington County Detention Center last July. Jailers thought the paperwork was real and released Nicholas Lowe. Lowe told Feldstein to pretend she was a deputy from Ventura County Sheriff's Office. (laughs) Uh, He told Feldstein to tell Washington County officials California was, quote, having issues with overcrowding and all low-priority extraditions have been suspended, end quote. So Feldstein claimed that she was Ventura County Deputy L. Kershaw. Officials realized two days later they had been duped when a real Ventura County deputy called to pick up Lowe. They did catch up and arrest the couple about a month later. So that's why it's in the news because she's she's been 15 years. She probably has priors. I'm looking at, oh yeah, I'm looking at her picture now. Yeah, this, this chick has priors. All right, retired uh, general in Canada has been charged with two counts of sexual assault this week. Yes, this is just General Trevor Cadu. His uh, charges were related to events in 1994, really? At Royal Military Colleges, College, a university of the armed forces in Ontario. No details have been released about the episode. So we really don't know anything. But if you guys have been listening, we've had a couple of sexual abuse scandals in the Canadian military. Uh, Jonathan Vance, the retired head of the chief of defense staff, he pleaded guilty in March to criminal obstruction of justice in a sexual misconduct case. And then the guy who took over for him, Admiral Art McDonald, was suspended following the opening of a police military investigation into unspecified actions against him. The military did not reveal the results of that inquiry, but Admiral McDonald was not reappointed to lead the military and require, uh, retired. But several other senior officers uh, have also faced accusations or are uh, under investigation. One guy was charged with sexual assault and committing indecent acts. He has denied wrongdoing. That would be Vice Admiral Hayden Edmondson. So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of this sounds like... like I don't know. Sounds like they're reaching on some of this stuff. All right. Uh, what else? Um, I know. Do I want to do any of these? Oh, uh, let's do this one really quick. Uh, quickly, the uh, Ukraine news. Yes, uh, Putin is now stoking anti-American sentiment. Yep. As Kiev steps closer to the EU. President Vladimir Putin of Russia... Uh, said uh, he's critiquing the United States as a declining power that treats its allies as colonies while declaring itself exceptional and, quote, the messenger of the Lord on earth, end quote. Hmm. He was speaking at the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum. 
and uh, he said, uh, he said, yeah, uh, he said, it, you know, basically, why should we declare ourselves exceptional? That means everybody else is second class. So his remarks were delayed because the Kremlin cited large-scale distributed denial-of-service cyber attacks, the DDoS attacks, on the conference's computer systems. <laughs> That's funny. So the hackers are falling everywhere. He didn't really touch on the war in Ukraine. But he did say, quote, Russia is entering, approaching epoch as powerful, sovereign country. We will certainly use new colossal opportunities that this era is opening in front of us, and we will become even stronger, end quote. He says the European Union has also completely lost its political sovereignty. Basically, they're doing, they're, they're acting on orders from us. Uh, yes, and some of that's probably partially true. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson paid a second surprise visit to the Ukrainian capital of Kiev, offering a training program for the country's military. Mm, he promised a new package of help with the potential to train up to 10,000 soldiers every 120 days. Of course, the UK has already provided extensive military support to the Ukrainian military. Uh, what else about Ukraine? I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. The Dutch intelligence service said they prevented a Russian spy from infiltrating the International Criminal Court. How about that? The Dutch officials said 36-year-old Sergei Vladimirovich Cherkasov spent years building an identity as a Brazilian citizen, polishing a resume that got him an internship at the International Criminal Court in The Hague before Dutch officials blew his cover. Cherkasov pretended to be a Brazilian named Victor Muller Ferreira. F Ferreira. There's an I, a weird I in there. He got an internship. He got an internship at the court using a detailed cover story that hid his ties to the Russian military intelligence agency, the GRU. He was due to start working at the court, but was denied entry to the Netherlands at Amsterdam's Schiphol Airport. After the AIVD, the Dutch intelligence agency, tipped off immigration officials. He was then sent back to Brazil and declared an undesirable alien. That's a direct quote. Officials do not say how they identified him as a spy. Wow. So if he would have gotten a chance to work at the ICC, he could have gathered a bunch of information, gained access to digital systems, all that. Wow, dude. The they published a document, the Dutch, that said Cherkasov, um, they think Cherkasov wrote in 2010, which laid out a cover story that includes specific details about his background, including which high school he attended, how many students were at the school, how much rent he paid for an apartment of Brasilia. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, go read that one. That sounds fascinating. And then we had foreign fighters captured. I keep telling you guys, please don't do it. Uh, this year, this week, two Americans fighting with a group of foreign soldiers went missing in action. Their families fear they have disappeared. You have an updated one from the Daily Mail. That would be Robert Drecke and Andy Hun. Got two hard names to pronounce. The Andy H U Y N H. How the fuck do you pronounce that? Thirty-nine years old, twenty-seven years old, respectively. Both from Alabama, and they were fighting in Kharkiv. Uh, at least one. Is a military and veterans. Yeah, they both are. Uh, the older guy served in the U.S. Army in Iraq, and Hyun is a former Marine. Yeah, I would advise, please don't go to, don't go over there and fight, guys. It's, there's like missiles raining down on your head. Come on. 
Oh, also, we gave uh, we gave them another billion dollars, the Ukrainians. So that's good. Do I have any more? I'm starting to run out of time quickly. Do I have any more uh, good, good um, fucking uh, sound clips? Yeah, I want to play a few. Cl- See, the thing here's the here's the problem, you guys. I have to come. Do I do I play the uh, bizarre gender ones or do I play some of the political ones? Well, let's play some of the political ones because there's one I definitely want to get to. Here's Kamala Harris talking about abortion. This is always a hoot. So we're gonna see. I've, I've been convening. I've convened faith leaders. And, you know, for, for those of us of faith, I think that we, we agree, many of us, that there's nothing about this issue that will require anyone to abandon their faith or huh. change their faith. It's simply saying that the government should not have the ability to decide what an individual does with her own body. Okay, so, but, but the thing is, uh, yeah... I don't. I don't know how to tell you this. Christian people believe abortion is murder. I don't. That you might believe that, you might not. But yes. So if you, presumably, if you don't believe that, to some you're not a Christian. I don't know. I don't get into it. Okay, this one is great. Oh my God, Joe Biden was talking about the CEO of the Joanne stores. I guess that's some kind of craft store. Did you guys hear this quote? So apparently, the CFO, Chief Financial Officer passed away unexpectedly and here's how the president acknowledged by the way my sympathies to your the family of your f uh your your cfo who uh, dropped dead very unexpectedly my best to their family it's tough stuff (laughs) oh one more one more i want to hear it again family of your f uh come on your cfo who uh, dropped dead very unexpectedly. He, he dropped dead. He dropped dead. That's that's fucking kind. Oh, and here is Michigan's Democrat Attorney General Dana Nessel. You guys in Michigan voted for this. And uh, they came. she came out very strongly for uh, drag queens. No, I'm not kidding. Let's hear her quote. Here we go. No, it's not a problem for kids who are seeking a good education. Drag queens. Okay. Okay, yeah, that that's what yeah, you guys all want that, right? You want a drag queen to lift up your kid when he's having emotional issues? Because I've never heard an audio clip from him before, let us now listen to Hunter Biden. This was an audio from a file on Hunter Biden's laptop, and he's talk, talking about his father, Joe. Let's listen he's to this. He's going to talk about drug reform and any other thing that I want him to. Mm-hmm. He'll talk about um, mm-hmm. anything that I want him to, that he believes in. If I say this is important to me, mm-hmm. then he will work a way in which to make it a part of his of his platform. Mm-hmm. My dad respects me more than he respects anyone in the world, and I know that to be certain. Okay, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, Hunter, I got Bruddy. Your dad does not respect you more than anybody in the world. I'm just fucking getting. How about that chick? Who was that chick in the bathroom after every sentence? She's like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> my dad respects me more than anyone. Hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you what else about my dad. Hmm. 
Here he is. Uh, here's Biden uh, screaming while he's at the uh, AFL-CIO meeting, the unions. Let's listen to this. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Hey, hey. <laughs> he got, got really worked up there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else for the audio clips? Uh, do I have any good ones? Uh, oh, here's Joe Biden in January of 2022 saying what? The stock market, the last guy's measure of everything, is about 20% higher than it was when my predecessor was there. It has hit record after record after record on my watch. Okay, that's fair. But you know what? The thing with the stock market, if you're going to take credit for it when it's good, guess what? Yes, and now officially... Since January 20th, 2021, when Joe Biden was sworn into office, the stock market is now negative. Yes, that's true. Okay, let's go some quick headlines, guys. Uh, let's do let's do another. How about this one? God, this is a three-year-old girl in Germany fell and impaled herself on a toy ironing board after falling off the sofa. Are you ready? The toy went 7.8 inches up her rear end. Yes, it did go up there. The doctors actually could not believe... They were so... They, they said the injury was so unbelievable, the doctors were assured assur assur that it was child abuse. But yeah, she slipped while jumping on the sofa and fucking just landed right on the goddamn leg of an upturned ironing board. Uh, her parents pulled it out. You shouldn't have done that because it started gushing blood immediately. She was taken to an ambulance uh, and the doctors could not believe it. Oh, it was a toy ironing board. That's why. Okay. Toy ironing board. But they brought the toy, which was bloody, had a ew, small amount of tissue on it. She had stopped bleeding. Child services were called uh, because of how crazy it sounded. Uh, but doctors in Stuttgart later said, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, there was no clue that any, she had any other injuries or there was abuse of any way. Follow-up test, yeah, she punctured a hole in her intestines. She had to stay in the ICU for two days. She didn't do well at home. She was vomiting, had a fever. She had to be readmitted after two weeks. An ultrasound found a suspected foreign body in her liver, which was causing the area to swell and become covered in pus. Uh, that foreign body turned out to be a 7 millimeter by 7 millimeter part of her diaper that they missed when they were cleaning it out. <clears throat> wow. This was in the Journal of Pediatric Surgery Case Reports, and the docs claim anal injuries in children are extremely rare. And uh, the, uh, you know when parents are lying about this. Plus, there's probably old bruises, shit like that. All you teachers, nurses know about that. So they did suspect abuse, but no abuse. Just a fucking freak accident. Uh, let's see here. Oh, update. Update. Important update. Do you guys remember the dude in Korea who, um, I believe, was it the sporting goods? It was like a, f the guy who, oh, it was a children's gym owner. Remember the 41-year-old Korean dude who killed one of his employees by jamming that 70-centimeter plastic stick up his ass? I I know there's a lot there's a lot of rectal shit this week. Yeah. Uh the Seoul Western District Court identified uh, that man 
um, sorry, the Seoul Western District Court found the man identified only by his surname of Han guilty of murdering the employee at his children's gym in Seoul with a plastic stick. Uh, they Han killed the victim, who was in his early 20s, at the facility which he owns after becoming irritated by the employee's unspecified behavior. I remember doing the story when it happened. Yes, he has gotten 25 years in prison for fucking jamming it, dude. Right, Dude, what did that guy do? I want to know. Uh, South Florida. Let's go to Florida. A career criminal is facing a sexual battery charge after police say he forced a homeless woman in a wheelchair to perform a sex act on him. <laughs> 54-year-old Jose Javier Arroyo Rodriguez uh, was hanging out with a small group of people when he approached a woman in his wheelchair, opened his shorts, exposed his genitals, and forced her to engage in a sex act. Uh, she tried to punch and push him away. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, I just want to make sure I don't miss anyone. Uh, Michael Avenatti, my guy, you guys remember him. He will plead guilty to stealing $10 million from five clients, including a paraplegic man. Remember, this is separate from the cases where he stole from Stormy Daniels and also separate from the case where he blackmailed Nike and tried to steal from them. He is 51. Uh, he got two and a half years behind bars for the Nike thing. And then he got four years for stealing from Daniels, but he gets to serve both of those at the same time. They are running concurrently. So we don't know what the sentence will be on this last one. Hopefully it's like life in prison. That would be great. Bronx Zoo resident Happy the Elephant is not a person, court rules, as it rejects effort to free the animal after activists claim she was illegally imprisoned. The 5-2 to two ruling determined that Happy the Elephant does not meet the definition of a person who is being illegally confined. That means Happy will continue to reside at the Bronx Zoo. She's been there for 45 fucking years. Okay, yeah, elephants are one of the highest on the animal hierarchy, but, I mean, that ship has sailed. Happy's fucking done, dude. She can't, what, are you going to put her back in the jungle? She'd die in, like, 30 seconds. Um, how many, Do I have time for any of these? I just, I'm quickly scanning my list of audio clips here that I have left and I want to see which one is the most crazy before I decide to I mean they're all pretty crazy these people on yeah uh, there are so many teachers reading children books who are like seven-year-olds about transgender and non-binary it just blows my mind it's like dude don't math science reading computers maybe I don't know any any of those? Have we run out of that? Are we just kicking so much ass in that? Oh, let's, let's just play one of them. Are we are we killing it in all those so we can do this? Third grade classroom with LGBTQ representation because representation matters. Pride, the story of Harvey Milk and the rainbow flag, is a true story of how the rainbow flag came to be a symbol of the LGBTQ community and what it means to that community today. Julian is a mermaid and pink is for boys are two stories that challenge gender stereotypes and encourage boys to be who they want to be and to not conform to what society tells them that they have to. A family is a family is a family is a story about all kinds of different family structures and what it really means to be a part of a family. Ho'onani. Okay, let me, let me just, yeah, there's many, many books do that. Okay, but uh, I, what's one of the crazier ones? 
Um, oh, here's a preschool teacher who's reading from a book that she reads to four-year-old students about kids becoming transgender and non-binary. Mm. Looking for a way to talk to your kids about being transgender, non-binary, or even cisgender? No. Check out my new video. No. You might feel I like am, a though. boy. You might feel like a girl. You might feel like both boy and girl, or like neither. You might feel like your gender changes from day to day, or from year to year. You might feel that none of these words describe you perfectly. You might not be sure yet. Maybe you're still figuring it out. Oh, that's great. Okay, that's enough. You know, in China, they're probably reading children books about, like, you know, computer chips and fucking... uh, 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 fucking rocket science and uh, weapon systems. What are we doing here? What are we doing? All right, just a few minutes. Quickly, some headlines. Uh, school children fall ill after being served the floor sealant in Alaska. I don't even know how that happens. Uh, Portland is resembling an open-air drug market after decriminalizing hard drugs. Shockingly, overdose deaths promptly skyrocketed by 40% as homeless addicts collapse on the sidewalks. If you guys Google that, there's a Daily Mail article, and it's showing some fantastic pictures. So go check that one out. Uh, Let's see here. American teacher in his 60s is jailed for 14 years in Russia after being caught smuggling medical marijuana inside a contact lens case at a Moscow airport. Oh, that's stupid. He used to be a diplomat. At the 30, and he's uh, working now as a teacher at an American school in Moscow. Well, you're fucking dumb. Who, the WHO World Health Organization, is renaming monkeypox after scientists complain the label is stigmatizing? Stigmatizing to who? Uh, to monkeys? <laughs> That's what they're talking about. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> A white Kansas fire supervisor has been suspended after taking a picture of a photo in a racist sweater. He was wearing a photo that featured the viral image of a naked black man, Wood Jubert III, sitting on the edge of a bed. You guys know the guy with the huge penis? And his sweater read, I have a big package for you. (laughs) Classic. Uh, USA Today reporter Gabrielle Miranda has been fired and USA Today deleted 23 of her articles from its website after an investigation found that she used fabricated sources. Oh, they didn't fire. She resigned. Mm. Yeah, fake news indeed. Joe Biden, you saw him this morning. He fell off a bike uh, riding near Delaware. The memes were fucking hilarious. Like two minutes after it happened, they were all over Twitter. Uh, the lawmakers are pushing the Army to create separate fitness standards for combat specialties. I do support this. I said it a long time ago. I think there should be a, a rigorous baseline fitness level, and then soft operators should have to complete a higher. That's what the Air Force did for years. AFSOC did that. They had the regular Air Force PT test, and then they had the AFSOC PT test, which was you know a three-mile run, a fucking mile swim, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups. It was actually the hardest PT test of uh, all the branches. And so I I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, Let's see here. Five officers were censured for that 2020 USMC Amphib vehicle sinking that killed the eight Marines and the sailor. That was was horrible. I still remember that. And finally, you guys, I'm fucking out of time already. Oh, no. Okay. Well, then let me make sure I have all the good ones. And I will go right to the big finish. And here we go. <laughs> Let's go to the UK where a police officer has been fired 
after touching a colleague's penis and shouting, quote, it's a small one, mate, end quote, before claiming he did it as banter. <laughs> yeah, he admitted it. He said, yeah, I pulled down. It was a probie cop. so probationary police officer. Uh, so that's a new officer. So this guy, Reed, fucking pulled down his di- uh, zipper, put his hand, grabbed his dick, and shouted, it's a small one, in front of colleagues at the police station. What do I always tell you about British people? They, they love dick humor. They think it's no big deal. Like cops and Brit army dudes, I've told you this many times, they don't think it's a big deal. T- to them, that's not gay or assault. It's just not. Like, they think it's fucking funny when one of their bros passes out drunk, like in the barracks, and you go up and, like, tap your cock on his mouth and take pictures. That's just fucking good times. Like, in America, that's like sexual assault, but they don't think so. I don't know. It's weird. The victim said he had only spoken to Reed, like, occasionally and never even worked with. He started the victim as a full-time officer in October 2021, and the incident occurred approximately one month later. So, yeah, guys. Fucking don't grab your colleagues' penises. There you go. There's your advice for the day. And there goes the iPad. Guys, that's all I got. Fucking I'm sitting in the sweat box here. Two and a half hours. No breaks, no editing. Nobody else is capable of doing it with their small brains. That's why you guys check out the podcast every week. And if you do, I'd appreciate it if you went to patreon.com. Use the search box. Type in BK Actual and consider making a small donation. I really appreciate it, especially in this day and age when it's so fucking expensive to live here and it's the only reason I can keep doing the podcast and you guys are are a huge part of that. You're the only part of it that matters really, because that's the only way I can keep going. And that's why I've been able to give you 300 and counting episodes. So please consider that. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And guys, that's all I got for you. And I'll see you next week. We had so much sling the store ran on a sprite and y'all don't get it. Hey, I'm a fit. Pussy niggas saying a bunch of shit. They ain't living. Back on my pivot. Kitchen water with all these turkey bags they thought it was Thanksgiving. Don't make me pull a lot of